0: We'll 721, left intercept
1: the final barrier, 222.
2: Hey everybody, RC Alienation Version 2.0. I am Dan. This is episode 145. Nick thought I was going to get it wrong, but I didn't. Almost. I'd think about you it. Hesitated. I,
1: I felt that
3: hesitation.
2: And I had to ask everybody like four times before we started.
1: Yeah, he also leaned over to me right before we started the live show <laughs> at did. our Fun Fly and <laughs> was like, "Dude, is this is this 143 or what is this?"
2: I totally did right. When Nick was playing the intro, I had to mute my mic and lean over and go, dude, what, what numbers?
4: <laughs> hey, at least he got the fun fly dates right.
2: I did. I showed up on. Finally. So you guys, uh, <laughs> you hear a different voice there. Who, who is that? What are you doing? Uh, what are you doing here? What, what's
4: up? I, I was, uh, I was invited to, to this get together and. Uh,
2: who did that? You know, Jesse, did, Nick, did you do that? Nope. Jesse's not here with us tonight, so I can't blame it on him. Yeah, he is
1: one of three members of the Montana Three Sheep Club. <laughs>
2: oh, my God. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or, sorry, One Sheep Three Dudes Club. <laughs> yeah,
4: oh. Sheep Three Dudes,
2: that's right. Ken, do you have any sheep where you
1: live? dyslexic sheep. Uh, I,
4: Dan, I, I actually do. Oh, I, have, I have black sheep and white sheep you were supposed
2: to say no to that regardless of whether nope. or not you're gonna fall in line here man yeah. i don't have any, literally don't have any sheep where i live i have well, alpacas we had to leave
4: we had to leave ed back because he had to keep the lights on you know i, I don't know what to say just,
2: <laughs> someone had to keep the fire hey. going <laughs> so justin and nick are here say hi hi what's going on hey
3: Hi. How, how
2: good did it feel to take a week off last week?
3: It was well, it was I could say it was much needed, but that would be an understatement.
2: We uh we actually were planning on doing a show. Um but but the 4th but. of July weekend <laughs> the fun fly
1: taking a break.
2: <clears throat> taking a break, it was fun. To, uh, I got to tell you, man, because generally Saturday night and Sunday afternoon, I'm always like editing the show. And uh, mm-hmm. I just remember that day feeling like something's something's off. You know, it felt like I was forgetting to do something. You were playing I, hooky, man. Yeah.
3: I, I never like to, I hate to take a week off. I do. But there was, it, it just, it it, it wasn't going to happen, man. We were, I don't know about you guys, but I was spent. I mean, done. My fuel tank was empty when we got home. And I know, Dan, it, it took you a little bit longer than expected because you were pretty done, too. after oh, the fun fly. Dude. I remember him calling me, you know, doing the whole, dude, uh, the edit's kicking my ass. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> And then, you know, one day turned to the next, and we were just kind of sitting there going, you know what, let, let's let just, you know, Jesse was uh, Jesse was gone, uh, I it was 4th of July, and we just said, ah, well, we gotta do it, I mean, we gotta do it. I mean,
2: that's the good story, the, the real story is, um, we had our meeting Tuesday night after the fun fly, and, um... <laughs> Nick forgot, forgot to tell us what, what days he
3: was available. no don't even do not even. <laughs> so we have our we have our weekly meetings that we we kind of get everything all lined up and uh, uh, this is funny because I come I I come home on Thursday right So we had Friday <laughs> off for 4th of July and my wife's like you know we were doing something in the house and I was like, oh yeah, I got about an hour. She's like, oh, you're recording tonight. I was like, oh yeah, yeah- mm-hmm. And we I mean we took off to Seattle for that weekend. And we purposely did not leave. Like, dude, I don't know. In my day, I scooted our vacation off so that we could record. <laughs> so I'm sitting out here. I'm sitting out here at you know at our recording time on Thursday night. At the computer, I'm getting all ready and everything, and and I got you know I got everything that I need. And I'm like,
1: no one's showing up. Hey, where are you guys at? We recording tonight? I get a phone call. Yeah, it went something like, um Wow. I thought we were recording tonight, guys. <laughs> Except I didn't see it until the next morning.
3: And but the the weird part was, you know how like you know how it is when you show up somewhere and then it dawns on you, Oh my gosh, I just got the date wrong, but immediately you know you got it wrong and you know when it is. I sat there for half an hour going, Well, so for not recording tonight God damn, when are we recording? <laughs> like and we we kind of forgot that detail about all the stuff that happened. The big debriefing meeting and everything after that. We forgot to figure out what yeah. we were doing.
4: So much going
2: on. Well, I I was actually on the way home because my truck broke down. Ford. What?
3: found on road dead
1: oh, Fix or yeah TV. dude you you need a uh a, a chevy silverado
3: no <laughs> silverado. silverado made with tornadoes <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: so nick calls me and he goes so when
2: we're we recording and i'm like uh the friday <laughs> nick like no i'm gonna be gone uh saturday <laughs> <laughs> uh so let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about what we've been doing. I'm guessing I have got, I've, I'm going to start, because I, I have had a couple crazy things happen the last just couple days, but I'm going to start off with, I have actually gotten some heli flights in this week and what? the week prior, what? absolutely. No way. I forced myself, because I, man, it's been hot as hell. I mean, like 96 degrees. It's been hot has it been hot in Great Falls Ken?
4: It's been hot in Great Falls. Yeah, it's 96, been 98 over here. It, it's a dry heat and of course the wind's not blowing, so it's it's excellent uh, excellent fly time.
2: Yeah. Well, I uh I got about 10 flights in this week and about five flights in at the end of last week. So suck it cuz I know you guys haven't been getting any flying in. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> But here's the here's the. Um, I actually I think I freaked Ken out a little bit because I, I got, I actually thinking back on it I it was kind of an ominous text. So, um, a couple days ago, I um, the back of my head started hurt, right, and I had what I thought was like a sebaceous cyst or something that just needed to be <laughs> taken care of. And um, I I knew it was there. It had been a little knot for a while. Uh, you know, sometimes those things just reabsorb, um, but this one wasn't doing that.
3: Are you saying you should have uh, not ignored it? I should have not. <laughs> oh, gee. <laughs> nice play on words. <laughs>
2: Kudos, man. Kudos. So anyway, uh, I'm at work. I think it was Wednesday. Was it Wednesday when all that shit went? It was Wednesday at 1041 p.m. I'm looking at the text. So I'm looking, I, I, I'm at work, and my boss is like, I showed it to him. And he's like, dude, you gotta go, you gotta go now and get that looked at because that looks horrible. Of course, it's on the back of my head. I can't <laughs> see it.
3: Nasty, nasty.
2: So I go to uh, the hospital, uh, convenient care, just walk in clinic. And uh, the doctor there was like, "All right, well, let's just uh, let's get it done real quick." Numbs it up, does his thing, and um, pretty soon he starts going, "Hmm, hmm, that's peculiar."
4: Like, like that dentist
2: looking. Oh,
1: in dude! <laughs> so, and all the while he's completely robbing your your comfort,
2: and so he calls the nurse in and he goes, "Put your gloves on. Put some gloves on." And he says, "Come, come, put your finger in this,
3: <laughs> dude." <laughs> Last time I heard that, boy. Let me tell you, <laughs> it's
2: been a, it's been a few years, Nick, since you've heard that. Did, yeah, did you check I'll never for forget hands, that Nick? day. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I was um, I was starting to get a little nervous, as you might as you might suspect. I mean, because he's just he's just keeps going. Hmm, this is man, this is uh. And so he actually had me put on some gloves. He says, you gotta, you gotta feel this. <laughs> and so I was able to stick my finger in my head up to the first joint.
1: Oh, Whoa, dude. Hey, dude. Yeah. Come and it's, on. This
2: hole is the size of a quarter.
3: That's grody. And, oh. and so
2: he's, <laughs> he's like, what? There's something. Going on. Oh, there, oh, oh. There's something underlying. <laughs> yeah. Happening here. This isn't, you know. And of course, uh, with the ankylosing and <laughs> spondylitis. <Normal. laughs> yeah, this isn't normal. Yet it, another. Hmm. And of course with the ankylosing spondylitis, they had they, you know, there's there's other considerations. So they they do a bunch of blood work and they're like, Well, um, go ahead and go home. We might call you back in after we see the blood work. I'm not home for 45 minutes. And they call me and they say, immediately come back to the hospital. Oh wow. And so I did. And well I asked the nurse I'm like, "Well, should I bring an overnight bag? Am I going to be are you guys thinking about admitting me?" She says, "Yeah, yeah, we're going to we're going to admit you." And so I go in and the first thing I said to the guys like, "Okay, so what's going on?" And he's like, "Well, we're concerned that this this um infection which started in the skull bone has compromised that whole area, right? And we're concerned that, uh, you know, the, there's, there's meningitis issues, uh, there's, you know, other types of infections of the brain that we're worried about, and fluid, that fluid in your brain actually possibly leaking out.
3: Uh, Translation, we're really geez. concerned we're really about concerned. that big-ass hole <laughs> in yeah. your head.
4: Translation, uh, we have the first hole of a bowling ball in your head.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Translation, you know, right? we don't want your brain to leak out. Exactly, and they didn't want me to be home uh,
2: in case I, I started losing consciousness or whatever.
1: Hold on, Dan. You said you could stick your finger in this, right? Yeah. So like every time you poked the hole, did your left leg kick? No, <laughs> nothing <laughs> like that. <laughs> Nothing
2: like that. No, no. Um, It, it hurt real bad, Uh, but the, basically they were thinking we're going to, we need to do an MRI and a CT scan and make sure that, you know, so we can really see what's going on. Because they're like talking about going into surgery and putting a metal plate in my head to cover this hole. Well, they did the CT scan. Uh, they didn't end up, well, they basically, they kept me there till like 430 in the morning. And finally said, "All right, everything's okay. You can go home." Turns out that it was eating away at the bone, but it wasn't. It was only partial thickness. It wasn't full thickness, so there was still a good chunk of bone there. So,
4: yeah. Uh, but but going back to the text <laughs> that you sent me, where you kind of left me on the edge of the diving board,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which then resulted in a text to me from Ken of, "Hey, dude." Have you heard anything about Dan? Because I'm kind of a worry wart, and I'm not <laughs> sure what's going on. Should I be freaking out here?
2: <laughs> yep. Well, go, go ahead and read the text. Do you have it there?
4: I I have the text that you wrote me, and this is at 1041 p.m. on Wednesday. In the hospital. Stop. I know why I've been grumpy. I have a hole the size of a quarter in my skull. Stop. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And I left him with that for two and a half days. Oh, that's nice. And and I'm like,
4: I'm like, I replied, dude, what the, do I need to send you a cork? (laughs) Let let me know if you need anything. I mean, what else do you say? Yeah. And and then I bombarded him with questions. I won't go on to there, but it's like, uh, hello. And I, yeah, (laughs) I was just like,
2: I wasn't, you know, I was just like, I, 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 in hindsight, I sh- shouldn't left that. I at least should have followed up. So I do apologize for that again. But
3: you know, <laughs> I was duct reading. tape jokes. <laughs> I
2: know, right? And that's one of the first things. uh after we realized that everything was okay, that's one of the first things Nick said as well. Let let the head and the whole jokes begin. Um. So I suspect all my IQ leaked out the back of my head the other day. So. You
1: were just trying to crack it open to let out the demons, dude. <laughs> let out the demons. Yes. You no, know, they used so. to do that. They used to do that in the old days. I
2: know that, yes. Be so like, this guy time. is
1: freaking out here. We better uh let a little bit of the blood out. <laughs> so and there the was a lot of I, that. Was there the next, really?
2: Yeah. Ken's trying to say something. He keeps getting interrupted. I'm
4: sorry. The next time I heard from Dan was yesterday at 9 30 AM. I asked him, "Can you take a call or do you need rest? Shall I smuggle in some Miller Lite or Molson's eh?" <laughs> and then he he writes back, "Yesterday. Tired." <laughs> and I replied back, "Roger, get some rest.
2: I just wanted a ping from him to see if he's <laughs> still alive." <laughs> so then I called him this morning uh kind of catch him up and um uh, you know, of course I was I had to go back to the doctor and when you're at a doctor you're typically waiting and i and i found out the best way to get the doctor to come out and get you is to make some phone calls because as soon as you dial the number and as soon as you start talking guess who shows up there to come get you yep so it worked out well
4: yeah it worked out well so i don't know who he's talking to he's having two conversations with the nurse and And i was getting a a little pissy with her wasn't
2: i you
4: were you were running the show, man, and I, I don't blame you because there were some arguments going on between the doctor and the PA and some unnecessary roughness and yeah. penalty flags and things like this
2: going on. But Just a quick mention. Was, uh, we, we don't need to dwell on this too much longer, but just a quick mention. The first doctor I saw, he he had a beard, and he had a beard for a reason because it didn't look good. He had a beard to let everybody in the room know that he was not 16 years old.
1: I mean, oh, it's one of those beards. Yeah, it's where like this dude should not have facial hair,
2: but he has to because if he didn't, then everyone would say, "Go, go! You're late for your senior yeah. period." You know, study and all.
1: it looks mis—it looks misplaced. Like he kind of <laughs> shaved hair off of other parts of his body and then glued it onto his face.
4: <laughs> it's like a bad comb over, and he's touching the hole
1: in your head. Yep. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah, dude, you on, don't know where those hands have been.
2: On a uh, on a kind of a, I don't know, he probably didn't get it, but I thought I'd throw a little sarcastic humor at him <laughs> as I was walking out. I said, hey, say hello to Doogie for me. <laughs> oh, 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 oh.
1: <laughs> that is awesome.
2: <laughs> uh, I don't think oh. he appreciated uh, it. Either, either he didn't appreciate it or he didn't know what the hell I was talking about, but I'm guessing he did as a doctor. I'm sure he's heard that joke before. But anyway, other than some flying and uh, recuperating from the fun fly, which we are going to be talking about uh, after everyone kind of goes through what they've been up to, uh, you know, kind of trying to get back into the groove wasn't it isn't easy uh, because I got to tell you, I think I think all of us just got wiped out over the last two weeks.
1: Oh, Oh, dude, it's been, yeah. Yeah, you could definitely say that.
2: So I do have some emails that I haven't gotten to yet, uh, which isn't generally a problem for me because I don't ever really have any of the long technical emails. Mine are generally the kudo emails, and I just have to reply with, hey, man, thanks. (laughs) I appreciate it. Keep listening. That kind of stuff, you know. So mine are pretty easy. But um, I'm home. Getting kind of revved up for uh, another big trip in a few weeks. And um, we're ready for it, aren't we, guys? Yeah, sure. Yeah. (laughs) Where where are you going now that you're all charged up? Uh, We're semi charged up.
3: I think I've got (laughs) one cell still still
1: charging, dude. (laughs) And this (laughs) isn't a lipo charge, this is like. Old school.
3: This is like NICAD shit NICAD. here. I got,
1: I got a trickle charge going. <laughs> yeah, for I'm gonna have to do a. Charging. I'm gonna
2: have to do a series of charge discharges. You guys yeah. are on maintainers and getting shock treatments. I'll give you a discharge.
0: Oh, sorry, oh. sorry.
3: Oh. sorry.
1: dude. Sorry, it's it's part of my balance cycle. <laughs> it's part of your balance <laughs> cycle uh let's see you gotta make sure that both cells are evenly balanced dude <laughs> of course the the big
2: trip we're talking about is urchin of course
1: look at yeah. dan how did you do that what's that i mean you just went right through it i did yeah. you did right through it man i even busted out the two cell you know that was you <laughs> didn't um, even say anything
2: that's uh that's broadcast professionalism right there's what mm-hmm. that is see yeah. Ooh. <laughs>
1: He likes to throw around those big words, Ken. I I don't even know what that means. Don't let him fool you. I
2: I I don't even know what that means. I just, I I heard. There's none of that here. I think I I heard. Fair and balanced. I think I heard Glenn Beck say it a couple days ago. I really (laughs) didn't understand. really didn't understand. we're going to hurt you.
4: So so what's this? uh, You also got, you guys have a call out for uh, a roadie? Yeah. Is that that the deal? Yeah. But yeah, they have to live in the Northwest.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And they
4: have to be along I-90? Yeah. Well, well, hold
1: on. Let's be clear. They don't <laughs> have to live in the Northwest. Okay. They have to be in the Northwest when we drive by and pick them up on yeah. the side of the road. So they, they can be dropped
4: off by the side of the road That's right. black shorts and, and hitch, hitchhiking with an there, There's sign. one
1: thing they need to know. We're leaving from the Northwest and we're returning to the Northwest. If that fits into their travel arrangements, Did, we'll didn't take you, you.
4: Justin, didn't you talk to a guy who wanted to fly into SeaTac?
1: I actually had a couple of people that were like, "Dude, entertaining I could idea. I I could seriously see myself flying into Seattle or flying into Spokane and just meeting you guys. If you wouldn't mind picking me up from the airport, and, and we could do it. Well, why not they? Hey. There's one Before guy that was considering it.
3: No one knows what you're talking about. So start over from the beginning. What <laughs> what's the beginning? Dude.
1: What's the beginning? We need a roadie. You forgot to mention that. No, oh. Ken I Ken. think Ken covered that, dude.
3: Well, we need uh due to some very unfortunate events, a good friend of ours got injured. And we are now shy one person to travel with us to Urcha. And we are going from, I know we've talked about it before, but just to recap, we are driving basically from the West Coast, Seattle area, all the way to Urcha in a motorhome. We're going to. Road trip it, all of us. We're going to have a good time. We're going to be working on the trailer video. We're going to just be doing what we do and then we're going to go take Urcha by storm. So, if there's any of you that are interested in that, there are some costs involved because we're not rich and (laughs) we're going to put your ass to work because we need the help. We need help driving and we need help, uh, you know, getting the show set up. And, uh, you know, it's just. It's kind of, I think it's kind of a cool chance to see us and how it works from the backside of it, you know? Not to mention, you end up at Urchip, which is always awesome. But Nick Nick uh,
2: also needs someone to help him administer his medications.
3: Yes. From the backside. From the
2: (laughs) (laughs) suppositories. Uh, Yeah. That's the only way to do it, dude. And don't
4: worry, I hear he checks for both hands.
3: (laughs) That's right. No Super Bowl rings, please.
1: Yeah. So thank you, Nick. That was that was the appropriate lead-in. That Ken, yes. you absolutely failed horribly at performing.
4: <laughs> hey, I'm, I, this is I'm new here. Please yeah. take it easy on me. Yeah. I'm trying to get the hang of things and trying to be you know in the know. Hey, it's yep. okay. Hey,
2: Ken, speak when you're spoken to. All right, go on, yes, go. sir. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I so so yes,
1: we posted on Facebook are you looking to be an RCHN roadie now I've actually gotten a number of emails I am in the process of responding to them Uh, it's funny I actually got a a couple of emails that were like dude that would be awesome and then that was the whole email (laughs) that was it did they they send
4: you a picture of like Chris Farley
1: (laughs) and all of
3: our uh, warm weather dick friends down in Arizona dude i'm in can you pick me
1: up yeah exactly (laughs) i also got a couple of people that got so nervous about having potentially been missed by me that they sent me a second email so if by the time you guys hear this if you haven't already received an email you should very soon but just bear with me as, as dan was mentioning send two more it's been yeah, no don't send two more <laughs> <laughs> it's just been busy his, and, and, and
4: innovated by the world-renowned Bert Cammer, who has over three decades in the hobby bk servo There were none out there that were powerful enough. B.K. Servo. Above the rest, simply the best. B.K. Servo. Find out more at www.bkservo.com.
1: what since i've been talking we're just gonna we're gonna transition into justin's week and justin's week has been plagued with crappy email issues okay larry kagan our web dude i love you man thank you for continuing to help this spam is out of freaking control so larry and i we've been doing this thing where you know i'll text him i'll be like dude too much spam okay Then he goes and increases the, the, you know, the sensitivity of the filter. Now I don't get any email. Okay. Back it off a little bit. Is
2: that why I'm getting the email warnings for you? I bet that is.
1: Yeah, it is, dude, because I've got like 450 million spams in my spam box. So we were in the process of fine tuning and quite frankly are still in the process of fine tuning the spam filter. It's not hey, to my liking, but it's... Hey, due. Larry,
3: when it comes to mine, I, I love it. Don't
1: touch my shit. It works great. Please don't touch anything.
4: <laughs> it ain't broke. Don't fix it.
1: Nope. Mine's broke. Trust me. Let you, Let me give you some perspective here. I get like 100 spam mails a day. That's just what goes to inbox. There's another two or 300 that go to the spam mailbox.
4: You got to start going uh, to those...
1: Now, I have yeah, not sites, didn't put man. my email into any sketchy sites, nothing like that. So I don't know what I did to deserve this. All right, I In did fact, I, did I feel like you. it was probably one of you bastards was like, ah, this is going to be funny. That's that hidden script that I have that redirects all mine to you. Yeah, thanks. So the point is we're tuning this throughout the week and we post this thing on Facebook and initially it was tuned to a low setting. So I was getting a bunch of emails from people that were interested. Then out of nowhere, I stopped getting any email. Now I end up having to go through the freaking spam folder and search through the loads of various spam messages. Shloads dude. Shlodes. Oh, it is shloads. Well, actually dude, it's floats. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Of spam and eggs. Just, Think on that for a second. I, oh, I got I it. I figured it's it out right away. Flowed. Yeah, we got it. We got okay. it. Okay. Keep going. So, after sifting through floats of emails, I found some stuff that got put in the spam box that was actually people asking about the trip. So, it's just been a pain in the butt. And I, I'm now beginning to think as I go back through like the literally thousand plus spams that are in the spam box that I've been missing other listeners emails that for whatever reason got stuck in that in that category. So, guys, if you're not getting email from me, any responses, usually I get to responding to you within, I'd say, a week or two. If it's been longer than that, then chances are you have been a victim of. Of the spam filter, and I'm going to try to get that fixed. So That's crazy, dude. Here's the deal with the urcha trip: send me an email, hit me up on Facebook. We'll try to figure something out. I'm going to give everyone the same information about you know what it's going to cost, what what we're expecting of you, Etc. I'm not going to go over those details here, but I, I, I'm I'm hopeful we'll find someone that that will work out here
2: justin uh wanted he was i think he's a little too shy to mention this but your your chances greatly improve if you send him a naked selfie standing in front of your bathroom when uh, mirror
3: dude
1: with a helicopter with a helicopter <laughs> if and you're gonna do it at least make sure it's a helicopter that's covering up all the real naked stuff nope, i don't want to see just that. the
3: next strap <laughs> Just the next
1: Just trap. the next Oh, look at it. He's wearing oh. a neck trap.
3: Oh shit, it's not around his neck.
1: <laughs> oh man. <laughs> uh, did you get any flying in this week, Justin? Dan, I did not get any flying in this week. Happen. I knew it. No, uh, fly. I, no fly. No fly. You know, the flying thing is just You don't get been, any
3: freaking flying in
1: <laughs> I haven't been. I I'm next, I'm dying here. Nick's been hitting <laughs> the juice again. It's apparent. Oh, I know! I know. Go to That's, fly it. Go ahead. Give me another accent, Nick. No, dude, do I'm out. do French.
2: Do Australian.
3: Right? No,
4: no, do French. The Shrek one, man, I like it.
3: The what one? The Shrek I learned as I go what they are. Oh okay. Shrek. Um. <laughs> Shrek. No. Oh, Australian. There you go. He, no, no, I'm not. I'm not going. Come I'm on, not, now. No, I'm not going to no, he's getting he's nervous. It. He's getting he's nervous. He's on the spot. Now. He's on the spot. I, I just got shy.
2: Yeah. <laughs> which is rare. But it does have very
1: rare, very rare. All right. No flying. Lots of tweaking, lots of tinkering. I'm working on the getting the the speed ready for the big event. As we talked about, we're going to Urcha soon Thursday of Urcha, which I think is like the eighth or the ninth or something like that, is the actual speed cup. And starting to get nervous about just Urcha in general, given that we're, what are we like? Are we seriously three or four weeks away? I know, dude. It's it's fewer than four weeks at this point. I haven't flown the thing hardly at all. I mean, I got three flights in at our fun fly. That was it. Big winner. But I'll tell you what I have been doing. I have been making up for using Nick's 7S balance boards for the entire fun fly to charge my 14s batteries so i've placed a couple of orders at progressive rc and i'm yeah. i'm really starting to feel it now i am building up this craftsman toolbox i've got wires routed you know in different places Ghetto. so it's all clean and nice Ghetto. no dude i'm serious yeah.
3: no man Bob Vila be he wants trailer. his charging case back
1: you say that, and Dan, <laughs> off the air, will tell you he wants one. What? You said something yes, about that dude. the other
2: night, and I'm wondering where in the you hell you are the gonna
1: get. You are going to get an E-Woody off of this I when I start sending so. you pictures. I don't think no. so. Here's I the think deal. you will.
2: Your charging case is going to weigh like 90 pounds when it's all said and done.
1: My yep. charging case c- carries all of my charging equipment, my radio, all of my tools, my laptop, all of my fly barless programming stuff. And all of my juices, like you know, ca, oil, grease. Do you charge those? No, but it's a <laughs> one thing. It's a one piece unit.
2: And you gotta like a like a. Uh, so
1: what do you guys get? You jack. get this nice looking charger case that's freaking enormous to fit what, what I can fit in like half the space, and, and you no don't no even Nick? get to put anything in it. Easy, Nick
3: says the guy who lives out of my heli trailer whenever we go anywhere
1: (laughs) i do not
4: (laughs) come on man you gotta admit it's a pretty rocking trailer it's got the logo on it and everything man it's yeah see um, i'm tired of
1: hearing him whine because he knew that was gonna happen in fact i I I think he built the damn trailer just so that he (laughs) would be able to give us shit for using it nailed it no fly
2: i'm disappointed are you done justin you got more disappointing Yeah, I'm going to
1: come up with something right now. Just let me think for a second. <laughs> make it just up. just because I want to, yeah. Nope, I don't have anything.
2: You know what I'm going to do? I'm totally going to make that like a 10-second pause. Do it. <laughs> crickets underneath. Do me. it. <laughs> Intermission.
1: <laughs> Echoes <laughs> crickets. Yep.
2: So that that, that means uh we're going to hear about next no fly now.
1: No fly Nick. Nope. No way, dude.
2: Did you crash then? Nope. But you flew. what would you fly? MCPX doesn't count.
3: Nope. I was flying the blade. Oh? I got out uh, last 4th of July and spent a good portion of the day out at the field. Last 4th of July, dude? Last (laughs) Friday, 4th of July. You know, (laughs) dude. You're so lucky that half of what is actually running around in my head makes it out into English. <laughs> <laughs> so you just got to take it for what it's worth. Just roll with it. Yeah. Um, no, man, I got out and flew, and it felt great. I I kind of set a goal. I was a little disappointed after the fun fly. I'll be honest. I came home, and I've just not been very happy with my flying. Yeah. Um, you know, I used to push hard. I mean, all the time. It was just a constant always working on something new. And this whole year, while I have flown, I have not particularly progressed. i polished up some stuff, a couple moves. But, you know, there's been lots of reviews and testing and this and that. And that. that's all well and good, but it doesn't, you know, it really doesn't push your actual flying skill and and your trick count or whatever you want to call it forward. So... I, I decided when we got back, I've actually hit the sim a couple times. Eh, how about that? Yeah. And, um, yeah, got out and flew, and it felt, oh, man, did it feel good. Uh, Just, yeah, working on stuff, which, oh, man, I definitely blew my New Year's resolution completely yeah. out of the water. Yeah. yeah. Gone. Yeah, we knew that was going to happen. Which one? uh the the keeping of the helicopters and not getting
1: new mm-hmm. and uh, you know mm-hmm. blah 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 That's a it was. hopeless <laughs> resolution. You should just never speak of it again.
3: <laughs> well, but I feel like I did pretty good.
1: Like I made it halfway through the year. No, I think you're just self-justifying now. I am. Please work with me.
2: I think you should make it every year because it's a goal. Sometimes you yeah. don't hit your
3: goals. That's right. Yeah. 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 See? So um, I got rid of the goblin. What? Dun dun dun!
1: I did. What did that last all of like three and a half weeks? And a day, maybe <laughs> on top of that. <laughs> I now, am happy to say I still have the DFC.
3: Well, after some some thought, the idea was to get you know to get back into the the practicing and and the training. I guess, if that's what you want to call it. So, remember at the beginning of the year, I said that I was trying a different theory. Rather than keeping a couple models and, you know, keeping some spares for them, I had ended up at one, I think at one point or maybe even a couple times without something to fly because both were down. And I said I wasn't going to do that anymore. So, this year it was, okay, well, I'm just going to have more models and then I won't worry about it. Well, what I found was that more models is a big pain in the ass because anytime you break one little thing, you got to place an order for it. And then you end up, I mean, let, let's face it to try and stock four or five different brands worth of spares. That's a really big investment. So I sat back and said, okay, what are the models that I enjoy the most? And what do I think are going to be the most economical to keep and to fly? Unfortunately, the Goblin was not on that list. When you start to price it out, there's no question that the the Goblin is the most expensive one of the bunch. Uh, I have zero issues with my Goblin. It actually has been phenomenally reliable. um, Very easy to tune. But it was the highest repair bill. So after some thought, I kind of sat back and looked at everything and I ended up trading it for another Raptor E700. Bah. Nice. Oh, I know really all the Raptor listeners were like,
2: "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> I'm disappointed. A, well, really? Yeah.
3: Uh-oh. How can you Now, okay, how can you say that? Because I'm curious. We you, you
2: and I we had we had a quasi-arrangement going on that, that you
3: bailed on. Oh? yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. He wanted
3: me to no. trade. No, no, no. I, no, it's no, not he wanted. The You're pickers. the one that brought it up. Oh, yeah. I said, you know what? I like the idea of your Goblin 500. I just don't know what I have that I want to trade you for and the stuff that I do have that I would trade for you don't want. And that's where it's at. You let me down.
2: You let me yeah. down, man.
3: Yeah. Well. <laughs> sorry. I'll, I'll get over it. But I'm I'm stoked yeah. because I'm gonna set these things up identical. I mean, identical. Tune them identical. Everything. Not only a will it make you know a really neat testing platform to be able to compare back to back the exact same helicopters for in the future. But, you know, until then, it's it's just going to give me, you know, give me an opportunity to keep flying, just progressing, not tuning, because it's, you don't really think about how much time you spend tuning when you're doing it on five different models. I mean, it takes, you know, you can get 90% of the way within the first, say, five, 10 flights, no problem. But that, you know, to get that last little 10%, that last 5% out, it really does take time and I just got to the point with man having all the different brands that it was like certain ones flew better because I had spent more time on them so then I was flying them more and then I'm like well why don't I have spares for this but then you know I'd fly the other one and and end up busting a set of landing gear and I was like oh well of course I should have this and yeah it was just I don't know that was the the logical move did, on my part did you order but,
2: a, a pallet of Uh, Tailgears?
3: No, so get this. Dude, I have a huge, awesome announcement. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. That was a discussion. Like, I was uh, actually chit-chatting with Carter. That little shit that flies so freaking hard, it's not even (laughs) funny. Uh, That came to our fun fly, which we'll get to that in a minute. But uh, me and him were uh, chit-chatting back and forth, talking about the tailgear thing. So I got, I hopped on. And was talking to a couple of the Thunder Tiger guys, and did you know that they fixed that? Here's the here's the weird part they took this gear, they redesigned it, not completely, but they made some modifications to it, got rid of the whole air bubble in the gear problem, slid it into production, but under the exact same part number.
1: Dude, That's that's tricky. How do you know you have them though? Come on. So,
3: okay. <laughs> so that was the next that was the next obvious question out to all of them and they said as of right now, from this moment on, if you order from Experience or Tower, that's all they have is the new stuff. Huh. So you have the new stuff. And it was funny because Carter's response was, "Well, wait a minute. You know, now that you mention it, this set of gears that I have in my E700 has been the longest lasting one and they haven't blown up yet. So we were thinking that he had the new set in there as well. So that, hearing that was kind of like the, wow, okay, this is awesome. I mean, that made me feel really good because that was my only concern about the model. And I had never even had it happen to me. Uh, Everything else I've been really happy with, just the way that it flies. You know, and the big decision was... I don't think that it's the best. I don't think that it's the fanciest. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of it being such a narrow frame that I'm, you know, uh, my options are limited on the motor, but I really like the the weight variance that I can make it. I can set it up at, you know, 11 pounds if I want to, or make it a 12 pound helicopter. And I like that it tunes so well at lower head speeds. And that is where you get like some serious progression. And I I think back, you know, those couple weeks in the summer or earlier in the spring where I was just man really moving forward again. It's because I was doing flight after flight at like seventeen fifty, just working on right rudder paratroops, right rudder paratroops, getting seven minutes every single flight. And the idea of having two helis that can do that uh, got really appealing. And then on top of that. You know, the crash parts are super cheap. And then only having one set of them, it just it made the most sense. Yeah, but you're not actually going to fly both of them. Uh, no, I will fly them both in the beginning and, and tune them, you know, get them to where they, they're identical. And then you're right. One is just going to sit up. But it's, it's nice to be able to go out there and go, oh, you know what? That link's getting a little sloppy. I'll set that one up on the wall. I'll grab the other one. I'll fly the other one. And then when I get home tonight, I'll do the maintenance on you know on that one and then maybe rotate them back that way or I'll just put all the mileage on one until I need to completely go through it again.
2: Let me- yeah, but you'll always have that nice backup. Here's what I found happens with that because I tried that very thing with my nitros. Uh, I found that I ended up flying one and just really liking it and just neglecting the second one.
1: That's what's happened in the past to me, Dan, when I've had multiple of the same heli. I mean, Nick and I talked about this at length cuz he wasn't sure exactly what he wanted to do and ultimately came to this conclusion, which I think if it if it works for you, Nick, then you know, definitely go for it. It just doesn't for me having two of the same. I feel like that's just a load of parts burning a hole in my pocket or it's not there for anything other than on the chance that something goes wrong.
3: See, that's what I thought. But then it was, you know, I'd, I'd have like a little tuning issue, right? With, with one heli that I just wouldn't feel like dealing with. So then I'd start flying one of my other ones that was already tuned. Uh, and it wasn't because that one was maybe the smartest one to be flying every single day. You know, and I just, I don't know. And, and maybe that's why I'm justifying it with setting them up identical. Yes, they're going to have different servos in it, but past that, same motor, same speed controller, same blade, same flybarless system.
2: Well, if it's any consolation, I actually know how to make sure you do it. I mean, I know how to motivate you to make sure that you <laughs> do fly both of them. Crash them? No, no. I'm just going to simply tell you that that's, that's a silly idea and it can't be done. Can't do uh,
3: it. yes, that is true. That is very <laughs> fair. You know me, Dan. <laughs> you know me. So anything else? Uh, anything else happen? No, man. I just I got some flat. Oh, I, I cleaned house. This was like my... I've I had so much junk built up in the heli trailer that... I sold a ton of like a lot of backup stuff. Old backup servos. I had like 3 sets of old backup servos that I was never going to fly again. You know, cuz it's like if I if I need to go if I need another set of servos, I'm going to go buy something new, you know, some BKs or whatever and put it in there. I'm not going to go put a set of 610s back in. So I got rid of a bunch of that stuff. <gasps> I sold my iCharger. charger. You did? I did. That was another thing that I was sitting there uh, at our fun fly going, wow, I have so much junk in here. I actually wanted the bench space like I really just wanted the bench space. So I'm going to take the dual power lab, which after spending, you know, months with both is still my preference. I just I really like I don't know. It's it's my charger for me. So I'm going to drop that into my charging case, make a new deck lid for it, probably add another power supply just to make it that much more powerful and be able to get everything out of the dual power lab and, uh, you know, regain some bench space back. Give me a little bit more room in here. And if I feel the need that I need a, you know, like a little receiver pack charger or something like that, I'll wall mount one in here and I'll just get like a cell pro six or something like that. But. Yeah, big changes over here, dude.
2: Absolutely, man. Nice. So that leaves Ken. Ken Sallow Voice.
4: (laughs) 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 All right, so I'm going to tell you. I don't remember the first week that I got back from the fun fly because for me, and I, I know we're going to talk about it here in a little bit. So I'll make this kind of brief. It was a little intoxicating and I'm still reeling in the fun. Um, this this following past weekend on Sunday, my daughter had a sweet 16 birthday party of which I volunteered to be the DJ. Ah. So I cranked out some nice tunes and uh, brought that fun fly energy to the party nice and uh we we rocked the house her her friends and uh of
2: course i had to play all her selected music so nick stuff like britney spears
3: (laughs) i knew that (laughs) i was was
1: waiting for him to say it because i was going to bring it up
4: (laughs) there was was one britney song in there um but it's it's all the kiddo kiddo stuff and it was all for the kids and they had a, a blast but uh I gotta tell you, Michael Jackson played, and uh, I had I had to show him the moonwalk.
3: Oh, oh Jesus!
1: Oh seriously!
3: So when did you get out of the hospital?
4: <laughs> no, no, they they were impressed. <laughs> Pictures were being taken, and uh,
3: <laughs> blackmail.
1: <laughs>
3: you thought they over. were they were praising yeah. you, but it was just blackmail.
4: Dude, it's all over Facebook. So okay, now that that embarrassment is over. Wait, wait,
2: wait! No, we're not we're not yeah. done talking about that. Okay, I wanna I wanna paint a picture for our listeners that have not met Ken because we met Ken. uh, You know, we've been working with Ken quite a bit, but we actually met Ken at the Fun Fly in person. And um, I I gotta I gotta tell you, I I just can't help but wonder if you embarrass your wife and daughter in public (laughs) all
3: the time,
1: regularly.
3: Regularly, you you
4: know it happens. You know, you know it it happens. I
3: actually found someone like that can be less mature than me in public it was <laughs> yeah. a really cool feeling <laughs>
4: well, let me let me tell you nick when when i went to the fun fly that's uh I, I got my out in public card and uh i was taking advantage of it <laughs> and full advantage as as you well know. from and the I, state
2: hospital <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah
4: just, was, just it having it back on monday tight jacket it was good <laughs> So, with that said, uh, from there I remember what went on because Monday was the only time that I did get to fly. But before I got to fly, I looked at my heli and I had a little damage from one of the events out there at the Funfly. Oh? I don't know if you recall, and I think Jesse actually took a really nice picture of this. You'll see my helicopter tilted over on a bottle and I'm trying to knock it over with my tail. And when I did that, y- 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 y'all remember how good the wind was blowing?
0: Uh huh.
2: Uh huh.
4: I got a little cattywampus, if you will, and I drug a little tail.
2: Ah, wow, that's awesome. Always- and I
4: made contact with my. I drag for rotor tail boys. every now and again. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I-, I heard the I heard the click, 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 <laughs> rather fast, and uh, I was like, oh, I hope it doesn't take me out. I brought lots of parts, but anyway. It was all good, but I had to replace my blades, and I also got to looking at my uh, my tail gears, and they were they were pretty raw too. So I replaced those, mm-hmm. and I got about six flights in before I got called in to work.
2: Nice, nice. Right. So no fly. You don't get a no fly. I don't get a no
4: fly. I wish I could have flown some more, but work. Did I it,
1: seriously I get to- the only no fly this week? You did, dude. No, well,
3: no. I know uh Je- I think Jesse got one as well.
1: Ah, ah good. Okay. Jesse. Thank you, Jesse.
4: And then I had to travel Tuesday and Wednesday. Thursday came, had to make up for some lost time out on the road. Friday's here, and I got a call and here I am having fun.
2: Very nice, man. Nice to, nice to have you. Nice to have you by. Of course, we mentioned it at the funfly episode but ken does a lot of voiceover stuff for us and uh so it's kind of fun to finally get you on the show and uh kind of see what you're all about not not super impressed at this point i'm not gonna lie wow that that's
4: that's because i'm i'm testing my out in public card again (sighs) and i'm so used to being in that studio locked in my little cage so
2: there you go it's
3: uh it's
4: fun to come out and play
2: Absolutely. Well,
3: uh, I think, uh, do we have any news? Should we do some news? Oh, dude. We're backed up on news, so I'm going to just blow through it. So, Jesse, I think I found the one for you. The one what? The one heli that'll pull you away from flying that other brand. Oh, yeah? Seriously, man. I've got hundreds of flights on my Blade 700X, and I am blown away at how maintenance-free it is. Now, I know you're the type of pilot to put some serious flights in during the year, and I really think this will not only meet, but exceed your expectations in quality and performance.
2: Well, I suppose I better head over to BladeHellies.com and take a closer look at that 700X. All right, guys, this week's news is brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. Let's get through that news, Nick.
3: Alright, Granny Mod, the man. I'm I'm assuming it's a man. But Granny Mod has been known for their pretty much badass models that they've came out with uh for real flight. All goblins, of course. But uh they have the 770 competition out. So Justin, I fully expect you to be flying this.
1: Dude, I haven't touched my sim in like nine months, four months. I know. You're a failure. But hey, if you were to hop on
3: there, download the 770, because I know you love flying years and It looks pretty sweet. And uh, as with most all the granny mods that I've flown, uh, by far better than any of the stock models. That's for sure. I do agree with that. Uh, Blade has come out with the 450X ready-to-fly version. You know, I've... I've been seeing a lot more of these. You know, this is kind of the typical little, you know, Blade 450, got the 7200 BX on there. They have got in my opinion, this whole package that they got, you know, with the the DX6i in it with the forfeit and it's fly barless right off the bat. It's really it's becoming I mean, I mean I I just don't know if I could tell someone new in the hobby that wanted to get their first heli that this would be a bad thing to get i mean parts are ever i I don't know what do you what do you guys think as far
1: as is it is it a good thing to promote this package i think it makes sense Uh, you know i think we've talked about this before what blade really does is bring affordable generally good flying reliable machines to the masses at a reasonable price. Mm-hmm. And so is it going to be, you know, groundbreaking technology? No. But you watch the video and it's doing some pretty cool stuff that a lot of beginners are going to take a long time to get to. So it's yeah. definitely capable. And and plus it's one of those things where I mean the 450 how many this thing's been evolving for years. Yep. How yeah, how sure, many huh? 450 versions are there? And the fact that this is probably version 10 or 11 or 15 or 28, whatever it is, is great. Because every time Blade makes a new version of something, there are improvements. And it's better than the last.
3: Yeah. And I really like, you know, I actually really like that it's still belted. Mm-hmm. Because... I mean, when you're learning, I don't. I, you know, we watched uh, uh, our buddy David Penny. I mean, now granted, there's a guy who put some serious time in on the sim and out on micros. He went right out there and flew his uh, his Dominator, no problem. But he did. I mean, first flight went out. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited! I'm hovering. This is awesome. Set it down. Zzz, there it went. Set a torque <laughs> tube gears just like that. You know. Now he was still pumped, and it wasn't a big deal, but. It's, you know, for, for what you're going to get out of it, uh, this is still kind of my uh, my recommended go-to package. I like it. Um, Let's see here. KDS, wow. Look at this thing. Where did this come from? This is the most odd-looking transmitter I almost want to say I've ever seen. So... For all of you who are listening and, and not able to click on the link, KDS, you know, Makers of the Agile, they have come out. They've got a new transmitter coming out. We know very, very little about it. It it, it has got the craziest looking. I mean, there's different it colors. It kind of looks like a toy. It does look like a toy, but it's, dude, it's sick looking.
1: Like, it is awesome looking. You know what's really sick looking about it, dude? it doesn't have a big V on it. Oh! <laughs> There's, there is no big V Sean, on Sean, just send me a hate mail. I know it's coming. <sighs>
3: yeah. Um. No, it's It's just got a really cool look. I, I actually saw the question asked if it was going to have E-bar control on it. And as of the time that I saw that question out, the Team KDS guys did not know. Um, so I'm really interested to... To hear more about it, you know, as it evolves and as we find out more information. Let's see here. Oh, Goblin Owners. I think this is a cool one. Worthy of talking about. For all you Goblin 570 owners, Lynx has a 570 to 620 stretch kit out now. So Justin, this looks pretty similar to like the 800 stretch kit that you put on your 770. Yeah, Same that concept.
1: Steve's hobby shop did. Yeah, it's basically just a longer carbon fiber tail box.
3: Yep. So it's you're um, looking at about 78 bucks, somewhere around in there. You get um, actually quite a bit in there. You know, the new vertical fin. You got the side plates, the braces, the belt, all that. So now you can run up to 620 millimeter blades. On that 570, which, again, I think that's pretty cool. Kind of one advantage of it being links is that it's going to be available, you know, I'm not going to say everywhere, but at all the major hobby shops, uh, which is really nice, too, because I know, Justin, you ran into that problem. It was like, okay, you crashed it. Now you didn't want to have to order one piece from out of country.
1: Yeah, and, you know, this this is a really interesting trend. I mean, we've seen... We've seen third party companies doing stretch kits for various helis throughout the years. And I think nowadays stretching is, I'd say, more of a popular thing to do. But the Goblins, man, you can, there's a stretch kit out from Steve's Hobby Shop for the 770 so that you can run 820s or 813s. He also has one that'll stretch a 500 to be able to run, I think, 550s. Now we've got links coming out with a stretch from a five seventy to six twenties, and then you've got the stock six thirty. I mean, what's really awesome about this is it re- it it gives you a much more it gives you much more fine control over exactly how you want your heli to fly. Disc yeah. loading, sizing, you know, fine tuning the blades that that's really cool. You don't get that in any other brand that I know of.
3: No, and and I think it just, you know, it kind of fell into place with the design of the goblin, having that that big open boom, obviously belted, you know, belts the key here when it comes to stretch kits. And then that pinch tail case style, you know, like like logo had back in the day. It just kind of it it begs for simplicity and it's really easy to add that extra distance on the end that you need to get it stretched so it's uh whether it was thought out that way or not boy goblin really got lucky on that and you know found that that oops aftermarket thing that uh seems to work out pretty good for him talk about
4: some options
3: yeah definitely run whatever you want on one on almost which one you want okay so we have a new uh We got a new AR out, and by AR, I mean Spectrum Receiver. So this is the AR7300...
1: what?
2: what, Who?
3: Yeah, who? Huh?
1: B-Stacks.
3: B-Stacks kind of what? (laughs) This is the AR7300 B-Stacks. Now, from what I can see here, I'm not going to say the only difference, but this is the only obvious difference, is... And I'm not going to say this isn't kind of cool because I do think it's cool. You remember back in the day, like, let's go back to the days of the Nitro and to the days of before Fly Barless or right at the beginning. Kind of where where Ken's at right now. (laughs) Kind of where Ken's at, yeah. (laughs) Ken's like, oh, I'll just go out to the garage and then we'll be right up to
2: date. (laughs) What do you want to know about it?
3: (laughs) Um, For all the Spectrum folk, the 7100R that was in my opinion the creme de la creme for nitros. because you basically you had your ec3 coming out of the receiver and that's what they've done here they've given you they've created uh, a large bus with a failsafe switch built into the unit so you take your you take your 2s lipo you just plug it directly into this thing and it does not turn on because you have a small a uh, micro switch or remote switch coming out of this, and then all your servos can plug in there, and it's going to take the place of you know the building the little Y adapters that you got for for bringing power in there or something. And uh, I I really like that feature. It doesn't look like it's a lot bigger, so they did it you know compactly. And and that concept that they had back with the seventy one hundred and the seventy one hundred R really worked out well. I'm I'm a bit disappointed that, and I'm just waiting to be blown away. Like I'm, I'm waiting for Beast X or Spectrum or someone to be like, "Oh, here's a new firmware," and to have it be like the greatest thing out there. I really feel like I want to get blindsided by that, but I'm disappointed that it, it hasn't happened because at the end of the day, it is still, you know, it's a it's a do-dadded it up BeastX all right meh meh <laughs> yeah that's it meh meh meh, <laughs> meh. well that's okay I you guess. you talked a lot about it all right <laughs> justin yeah mm, this one's for you oh my god i love this i about peed myself when i saw this a line has come out with a new new upgraded improved flybarless rotor head system a new that old
1: flybarless rotor head system
3: a, a new <laughs> old right basically back to the same shit they had before which the i will say the smarter of us went back to flying shortly thereafter dfc came out so this is their new flybarless rotor head it it's a dude it's a standard head period yep they they i think they had to listen because people were just tired of flying DFC.
1: Period. I think they just wanted one more component to anodize red. That is true. <laughs>
3: that is true. That's a sexy looking swashplate,
1: though. Yeah, but it forces me into a color scheme that I may not want to commit to. It. Wait a minute, Mister MKS. That
3: already has half of all the red stuff on there. It's true, but
1: here's the deal. <laughs> just saying. I, okay, I want to know what the pricing is, because I bet you they're going to charge crazy money for this. Which is funny, by the way, that you're paying to go back to what. Yeah, was, that exactly. Yeah. Yep, right. Let me pay another hundred and whatever, hundred and thirty, hundred and fifty bucks to go back to what we used to have. And secondly, I've already got an SXT head from KDE, which just looking at these components is a whole hell of a lot more beefy so I, I and I'm not boxed into color can do whatever I true. want that's true and you so don't take know that that I think that
3: about it a line. you you bring up that SXt head I was uh I was emailing a, a listener back and forth and you know he was saying what would you do and I told him oh man no question I would run that Sxt because I crash I crashed
1: the piss out of that thing
3: and never broke anything in the Oh head. dude. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's built like a bridge. I know you have. Well, I've I've stripped out servo gears because the links are so beefy, they will not break. Yeah. What do you think, Dan?
3: Do you I, even own any alliance anymore? Um yeah, I still have a nitro.
1: <laughs> They're in retirement. Hey, you know what?
3: Here's the awesome part. Dan, at the rate you upgrade helicopters, what was in style goes out of style and comes back in style.
4: Hey, dudes, it's coming back to the fly bar, I'm telling you.
3: You don't have to upgrade oh. anything Dan. no, no like, don't
1: say that, Ken.
3: <laughs> no, Dan's just like, oh, yeah, new head, already got that. I'm a trendsetter. I was running it before.
2: <laughs> I didn't conform like the rest of the sheeple.
3: That's right. Came back around. You know, I don't know. I... <laughs>
2: I, I, yeah, have I even, yeah, I guess I have blown DFC, but not, none of mine are DFC. I've blown others.
3: Eh. Meh.
2: Eh. I don't really, you know, I don't really fly crazy high head speeds though. So.
3: Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Ready for the news of the week? Lay it on me. All right. This is definitely worthy of it. Heli Masters 2014 mm-hmm. final mm-hmm. results. First place Duncan Bossian. Mm-hmm. Second place, Kyle Dahl. Third place, Jamie Robertson. Fourth place, oh yeah, I'm gonna butcher this one. Ofek Katzoff. Katsov to call yep. me Wow Katsov. Yeah. Not bad, dude. Ofek, Katzoff. Fifth place, Nick Maxwell. dropping down a little bit. He's getting old. He's an old man but,
1: that, now. Now look true. at look at the difference in the total scores. That's crazy to me, dude. Duncan got a four thousand out of what appears to be four thousand. Yeah, he won every round. Kyle got a thirty-nine twenty-three. Then Jamie in third with a thirty-seven hundred seventy-three. So that's a pretty big change. Then Mister mm-hmm. Katsev at thirty-three fifteen, and then Maxwell at twenty-seven sixty. Wow. Well,
3: spread. Yeah, Maxwell that, only
1: got five points for round six. What's going on there?
3: Oh, he, dude, he drove that shit.
1: In so That's hard. what I thought was the case. It was yes. like
3: you know where they do the, dee dee, and then they take off. It was like, dee dee, woo, 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 wham, done. I think it was sixteen <laughs> seconds long.
1: Nice. Yeah. 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 Like a pro. I've not heard. Of this Ofek Katzev guy, but is he related in any way to Daniel Katzev? Daniel.
3: I I don't know. I younger brother, know. cousin? I'm kind of under the impression, yes, but I, I can't tell you that for sure. Daniel's down there. He was actually 20th.
1: Yeah. I'll tell you, man, some, some of the flying there was just if freaking you guys, crazy.
3: I, you know... I'm going to make a pretty big claim here, but Duncan, I, I went through and watched this flights. Not only, I mean, when it came to just the set maneuvers, they were spot on. I mean, dialed. But this kid flies so freaking hard, so low. He has so much ground control. It was mind-boggling. Like, I'm even going to say... You know, I've seen, got the privilege of seeing Nick, you know, I know Dan and Justin, you have, see him fly. And he's got ground control. But Duncan's flights are, I, I'm just blown away at how he takes the model, full speed, sets the skids gently on the concrete, and then back up time after time after time again. It's not like, you know, a lot of the pros you'll watch, They'll come in and do a little skid bump once in a flight, and it's like everyone goes, "Oh, you know," that's half of his hard flights are like that. Nice.
1: It it's it, it's just this whole yeah. <laughs> you guys, did you guys see the victory flight? Yeah. Impressive. Beast I like X the one on that, that bad I bad boy saw, too. What's that? Yeah, Beast that's X that's that true, dude. Gowie X7 with a beast X.
3: He's that guy. He's the one <laughs> one guy flying it. And it's just, he's nailing it. That auto, He did this one auto where he came in. I don't even know if I know how to explain it. He came in, slid, hit the skids on the ground, slid, popped it back up in the air, rolled it, came back around in a circle, and then landed it in front of himself. Wow! It was just
1: it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> Did you guys see the full throw pyro speed that he has on that? Oh thing? yeah, I
3: see. He's utilizing that once you go past what is it? I think a hundred and well, it's it's when a light comes on when you're doing the the tail throws. I yep. do believe or the tail gain. One of the two uh, when you set it up to a certain spot, a light comes on on the beast X, and that's when the gyro. Completely gives up control of the pair of speed, and it just is like mechanically, it's full, and, and that's it's where he fast, dude. <laughs>
1: dude. It is fast,
3: and he uses that within his maneuver. It's got to be on a switch. I mean, it's got to be.
1: I think the other cool thing about the victory flight, at least, is that he's flying over wet concrete or wet asphalt. And so you can see every time when he gets super close to the ground, it kind of blows the the water around, and it happens all the freaking time. I mean, he gets super close. Yeah. So
3: congratulations. I mean, all those guys. uh, Phenomenal job. I know that that Team Gowie and Team OptiPower is pretty pumped, that's for sure, because I think this is his first big win, but if he keeps on like he's doing... I don't know. We could be seeing a new king. Well, he is right now, but I mean, a consistent one. Yeah. That's all I got.
2: Anybody else got any news?
3: I got something I'd like to
4: bring up.
2: Go ahead, man.
4: Well, I'd just like to throw out a reminder to everybody that uh, there's an FAA deadline coming up. It's July 25th. Oh,
1: that's right. Get your comments in.
4: Get your comments in, and by the time you listen to this podcast, there will only be 10 days remaining to get your comments in. So, if you go to www.regulations.gov and type in interpretation of the special rule for model aircraft, and I'll make this real easy for you. If you go to the RC Fly Facebook page, it's all over the place there.
2: Yeah, and we'll put something up in the show notes as well.
4: And uh, we can even take your comments on RC Fly. So 10 days left. We got to get our voice and our opinion in and uh, be heard.
2: Absolutely. Well, I don't don't have any news. Does that surprise you guys?
3: No.
1: No.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That surprises Ken, I'm sure.
1: Actually, Ken kind of just stole the type of news you usually give us.
2: I know, you bastard.
1: He left you hanging, dude. Uh
4: Somebody's got to do it.
2: I suppose. (laughs) All right, guys. This week's news is brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine.
3: Who's listening to their customers? KDE is listening to their customers. Their new G3 line of motors are exactly what you asked for. Want a lightweight motor with no sacrifice in power? The 700XF 535 is what you're after. Want unboggable power on 12 or 14S? Slap in a 700XF 455 motor for insane amounts of power. There's even the new XF Multirotor Series motors for when precision and quality are a must. Stop by www.kdedirect.com and pick out your new G3 Series motor. So, uh, how about that fun fly a couple weeks
2: ago? Did you guys uh, make it out to that fun
3: fly? Oh, Full of dude. shenanigans.
0: Mm hmm. Dude.
2: So, I kind of want to hear, I want Ken to start because, uh, you know, this was a unique experience for Ken. It was his first fun fly.
4: Yeah. Yeah. This this was my first fun fly. I mean, I, I've heard of our club doing, they have the Missouri River that flows through Great Falls here, and they do a float fly. And they have a little get together and a barbecue. But, you know, these guys are a little older and... uh, You
2: can say it. They're they're, plankers.
4: They're plankers. Yeah. And uh, I just get that uneasy, uncomfortable feeling. You know, especially when they're coming up asking you about your heli and...
2: Wondering if you're going to try to kill them.
4: Hey, can I try to fly that thing? It's like, here, juggle this ball in your left hand and hop on your right foot. Chew bubble gum. (laughs) No, you can't fly this. So... Anyway, th- this was my first fun fly, and I'm, I'm glad I saved myself for it. Um, I, I, I struggled to get out there. It was worth every second of it. Uh, I'm still reeling in the fun of it because um, I don't know how other fun flies are, but this one had the nation, and uh, I there wasn't anything I didn't enjoy about it. Like, like I told everybody, I have my out-in-public card, so I was taking full advantage of it. Uh, the things that I enjoyed the most, <laughs> first of all, I want to talk a little bit about the crash hat. Mm-hmm. The, the the crash hat is a new tradition, if I understand this right, Nick, brought over from your Gillette visit. That's right. So, so Nick starts out with this crash hat, which is a combination of a beanie with all different kinds of colors, <laughs> and this propeller on the top that... <laughs> Constantly spins when when the guys are wearing it, and and someone later on added some LEDs to the brim because mm-hmm. we did that some would be night film. Phil. Phil did, uh, <laughs> so so it now has a new edition, and this thing gets passed around and signed by everyone who who crashes, and uh, it, it was really cool because it it just kept passing and passing. But sometimes the guys would get stuck with it, and they'd get worried, like, uh oh, I'm gonna be that guy. <laughs> I'm going to be stuck with the crash hat. So, it was cool to see that being passed around and a and a couple of guys uh, got their their what I call ace marks. They got to put a check mark by their name because they crashed a few times. So,
1: yeah. I don't think anyone had that hat on for longer than like an hour.
4: <laughs> it was fun, but there were a couple of guys that were sweating it big time. <laughs> They were they were getting near the end there, and they were like, "Oh, I'm going to be that guy, it stuck go- Goosenecking that it, looking for the next crash." Yep. So they were they were real anxious when they heard one go in. So I, I love that tradition; it's really cool. And uh, th- does anybody know where that ended up? Who had it last? Oh, uh, uh, I don't know. I, I don't either. I don't. I don't recall who who left with it and where it took off
1: to. So that, that'd yeah, be something. if I, if you I have don't the know crash now.
2: And you can hear I us. I feel like we did know, but maybe just forgotten.
1: Yeah, I, that's exactly what I'm thinking, Dan.
4: <laughs> okay, we'll we'll look into it. I'd, I'd be interested to know where it
2: yeah, went for sure. So we
4: can we can keep track of that. That's pretty cool.
2: For some reason, I think it went back to Oregon. I, I don't know though. I don't know why I think that. So did
4: did did, did Keith have it?
1: No, did. Mm, was it al dude didn't he crash his 500 i don't you know on what, I don't sunday <laughs> i think it might yeah, have been i don't remember either
2: we'll have to we'll have it to also dig into could that.
1: have been sean because well no i actually i don't think it was sean he drove in his logo really hard during night flying on saturday yeah yes he did i mean it <laughs> kind of looked like one of those you know how when you uh if you if you smoke, I don't, but I I've seen it before. You're done with your cigarette. You kind of like mashed the cigarette like on the side of a wall or something, and what's left is kind of like the cigarette's kind of like half broken. Parts are falling off of it, and it's like crunched and bent and buckled in. It's, it's kind of corny. laid out. It's kind of what his logo looked like.
4: <laughs> Excellent. So anyway. I'd I'd love to hear where the, the crash at ended up. So if, if if you know, if you hear this, uh give us an email, let us know where it is. Um Dan made some chili. I did. Again. Six gallons world famous chili. And does does anyone know the secret recipe? Or the secret ingredient, rather? Do I wanna know? <laughs> Can you even if some I young, young guy. <laughs> yeah. I think I know. See? What is it? It kind of kind of made you a little relaxed at the end. No, oh.
2: come on now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it. Did. Oh, tryptophan. Yeah. No, that's, that's what I'm talking that's about. Not it. That's not it.
4: Well, then it has to be roofies. Right? <laughs> no,
2: no, no. I can't no. give you the. I can't. I can't talk it's about. It's okay. We
4: can keep guessing. Yeah. But, but you got to tell us if we guess. No, we got to uh, win something. It's or not going to happen. Okay. Not gonna you don't have to. You're not going to kill us if we guess it, are you?
2: I just, I'll, I'll just pretend like that's not the right answer. <laughs> okay. So just as and, and Dieter,
4: <laughs> Dieter burned some nice hot dogs and barbecued some dogs and burgers, and I'm real you know, happy.
2: Yep. That's the way you went with that one. We We, got, yeah. <laughs> we, got, we got
1: There could have been a lot of other things that him. came out of it.
4: <laughs> and, and one, one thing I want to talk about with Dieter. He went out and he got all this food and cheese and hot dogs and buns and condiments and so on and so forth. But nobody had a spatula to turn the burgers. Oh, yeah. So somebody came up to him with one of those. Do you ever see one of those mortar mixers? You know that they put the <laughs> cement on between the bricks. Oh jeez. So, so he's wearing these little. Cotton gloves with this little cement. that looked like a pie cutter, uh, and he was flipping burgers with it. Really doing a, a good job. So, Dieter, shout out to you, man. Good job. That was really enjoyable. Let me let me tell you that the, the whole air of this uh, this fun fly was the, the people there. It, it's like the back of the new T-shirt. Is everybody familiar with the the citizen? Oh yeah. I've T-shirt? Seen it. Yeah. I've seen it once or twice. I-, I am an RC helicopter pilot that believes pilots are created equal. Man, there are some good pilots out there. Really good pilots. But I could go out and fly my heli just fine. Mm-hmm. And feel not
2: intimidated,
4: but I had a good time. I went out, I flew, I had fun.
2: But you know, that's a that's kind of the essence of it, I think. Uh, something that when we talked about doing a fun fly uh, way back in the beginning, that was kind of the the, the driving force that we really wanted people to feel. Uh, not intimidated. Uh, plenty of room to to fly right up front if you wanted. But if you kind of wanted to get away, you could go down to the far end. But nonetheless, it uh, didn't matter. didn't matter if you were just learning to hover or if you could – throw down with the best of them. You could you could uh go up right after say Carter, you know? And then mm-hmm. no matter what your skill level, it was just everybody was there to have a good time. And it, and it I th- we really pulled it off.
1: Yeah, I was going to say Dan, I think we really captured that that essence this year more than anything. Last year we did have the same feel, but this year I personally got an overwhelming sense of community. Like there was no, you know, you guys have been to fun flies where you go there and you're up there flying and you just kind of feel like everyone's looking at you from behind your back and judging your flight. That sort of a thing where you're almost more nervous and jerky going and flying, even if you're doing stuff that's only 80% of your total skill set because you don't want to do something stupid because, you know, someone's going to be right there to be like, oh, dude, what was that? yeah or give you a comment like oh good flying that sort of a thing there was none of that and and really we did have pilots from hovering 450s for the first time first fun fly pilots like yourself ken all the way up to this 14 year old phenom oh, man you Can know fly carter oh, we had we had a lot of other good pilots out there michael from puerto rico We've got Dieter, dude. Dieter, Dieter threw down is some just good throwing flights. down lately, and there was no, there was no discomfort there. Everyone felt comfortable. You know, we didn't get we we got a number of people that would fly front and center, but it wasn't that they. I don't think they were uncomfortable flying front and center as much as it is that the flight line is so long that you kind of just hung around the flight stations that were in your immediate vicinity from your tent.
2: You know, what we should do maybe is start from the beginning, because there was some uh, unusual things that happened right from the (laughs) get-go. In particular, uh, well, Friday night in particular, let's face it, that that sucked, right? Dude. But I want to kind of, we brought it up on the show, the live show that we recorded, but it is funny, you know, thinking back on it, how practically everybody was out in the runway... Looking at that enormous storm heading our way going, damn, that is, that's impressive. Dude, it, 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 turned, it turned from a fun fly to
4: like storm chasers.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And we're all just standing there like, ooh, ooh look at, look at it. Sky. And I mean, I posted a panorama
1: on Facebook no fewer than five minutes before all hell rained down upon us.
0: Yeah. yeah there was, was no so... one going.
3: We're, we're actually muttering, dude. If that hits us, that's going to suck. Yet we did nothing
1: to prepare for it. <laughs> in, our defense, in our defense, when we initially all went out onto the field to look at it, it appeared as if the wind was blowing it off to the side and it was going to miss us. But what ended up happening is the wind blew it off to the side and then wrapped back around and smacked us right in the back of the head.
4: Well, Dan kept zooming down there, saying that exact thing. It's gonna, it's gonna go around us. It's gonna blow around. Don't worry about it. And then it doubled back on us,
3: dude. So we lost a yeah, couple that canopies. Yeah, it was the most intense rain I've ever seen.
4: Uh, it was lightning I, too. It was man. coming it was... off
3: the the awning on my camper. I, I mean, just in a solid like two inch, three inch diameter solid stream, just rushing up.
4: I, I felt sorry for some of the the tent guys that were next to us. We
2: tent city <clears throat> guys. Yeah, we, yeah, we tent them, city.
4: We, we we called them occupy RCHM too. <laughs> <laughs> but I felt for them because they even had their tar- tarps up over their tents, and we were helping them batten down the hatches and and uh, like you said, Dan, some some canopies were starting to get airborne and
2: yeah, it got did, crazy. Didn't we were you were. Uh,
4: you were Jumping up in reaction to to actually catch one.
2: Well, I wasn't trying to jump up and catch it. I was trying to keep it from smacking me in the forehead because <laughs> I was right. literally right in the middle between two canopies, and we were like, "Holy shit, we got to get this PA broke down and put away now." I mean, just now because last thing we Evacuate. wanted to do. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, not the want
1: amount it. of water that was coming exactly. down was amazing.
2: Yeah, and so Nick and I are kind of trying to break down the the main rack with the power amps you know and uh all of a sudden i look to my side and i see the canopy is lifting and so i kind of turned around and and lo and behold uh, the other side of the canopy was coming right at my noggin so we had to kind of do what we had to do to <laughs> to keep that from happening and get the pa shit uh put away and then on top of that we had our carport the, the big canopy where people just had to stand out there on each leg in the weather. Just, getting, and prevent hold it from
4: blowing away. They they became the anchors. Yeah, I was, never
3: ran so fast. I mean, I was just like this 15-minute solid relay race. Just running stuff back, putting it in the trailer. Running it back, getting it, putting it in the trailer.
1: And, you of know, course, was, no one was planning for this, right? Like, clothing-wise? No. So... No. I don't know about you guys, but I soaked through all of my warmest clothing yep. in the first five or ten minutes. Yep. Yep. And then it was the rest of the night. It was just basically hanging out in soggy clothes.
4: Yeah. And, and, and to further comment on that, uh, it did not stop the night flight that went on later.
1: On. No, no, it didn't. We were so for, out
3: for some yeah, it, First, it, uh, um,
4: just a just a small delay for those hardcore. Very hardcore. Oh, night flyers. Hardcore.
3: You guys, I was soaked and I came back in the trailer and I admit, after showing up, you know, we got there. Oh, man, did we get there late. And after that whole ordeal, I was sitting there in my trailer and I'm looking at my wife and I'm like, you know, one of two things can happen right here. I can go back out there. I'll put on some dry clothes. and And, you know. I'll stay up with the boys and probably have a good time, but then I'm going to be miserable all day tomorrow. And I just, I had this faith that the weather was going to turn good. And I, I said, or I can just go to bed, get a really good night's rest, and then be a rock star tomorrow. And yeah, I feel bad that I didn't stay up, but boy, let me tell you, I felt like a million bucks and ran my ass off on Saturday. So I'm. Well, up. and in
1: fairness to you, Nick before before the rain stopped right we we all thought it was over we thought the night was done it had started raining at what like eight eight yeah, ish right, right seven thirty something like that it ended up going on until about 10 or ten thirty. so after the initial deluge hit everyone scattered you know like cockroaches to their little tents and their rvs and their campers never to be seen again that night and of course we all ran over we the 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 RCHN crew ran over to Nick's big camper and Nick's wife Kim was you know barbecuing some stuff or grilling some stuff outside under the awning so we weren't getting wet so the you know the five or six of us were just hanging out in Nick's trailer waiting for the rain to pass and Nick gets done eating and he like lays down on one of the beds And I can see his eyes rolling back into his head. And then he'd kind of like, you know, he'd jerk and be like, yeah, yeah. mm -hmm, uh And then the (laughs) eyes would roll back into his head. So, yeah, I, you know, and I think the fact that you guys got in so late or rather early that previous morning didn't help. But it was okay. I mean, I was out there with probably 10 or 12 people, we had a blast it was a lot of fun that night we just got one construction light up that's all and we just night flew under one construction light it was pretty freaking cool
2: yeah it, it was um, uh, it was disappointing i'm not i'm not gonna lie i mean uh you know because you, you plan an event like that and you're l- watching the weather you know the weeks preceding and you know, one one time the weather report says, hey, everything's going to be great. The next one says, Mm, maybe not. And you get there and it yeah. just looks like that.
4: Yeah, Dan, when we were watching it the week before, remember, it was supposed to be rainy and nasty. I, and then all of a sudden it changed to bright and sunny. And
2: yeah.
3: So that I lifted didn't, our hopes. And then it, I didn't it kinda, even look till I got there. I did not look at the weather, I mean, once. Until I got there, because I just, it was like, why would I look at the weather? Of course it's going to be great. (laughs) I mean, it was just very freakish. And I don't, I mean, I I heard that it probably, you know, shied away uh, some people. But, dude, man, oh man, did we make up for it on Saturday. Oh, yeah. And that's where it really
2: started. Uh, Saturday rolls around, and um, the weather was much better. It still wasn't quite perfect in the morning, uh, but we were able to kind of salvage uh, <laughs> uh, some canopies, kind of get our area set up again, and uh, it proceeded, man. And it turned out well. I mean, the the weather, all in all, was not bad. the The weekend it was that Friday night, and we had some a little bit of wind. Um, you know, we dealt with it. But one thing we didn't really talk about much uh, during the live show because it just, there were so many people that we wanted to get on the mic and stuff, but man, those competitions, they turned out. Holy dude. We had so, I was actually a little Couldn't worried. Couldn't have been better actually. You know, because <laughs> when we, we decided last minute to bring the bottleneck right front and center, uh, turned out yep. really well. And then our list of people, I was I was actually getting a little concerned how, how long that, competition was going to take because of how many it was
4: kind of cool because every everybody kind of got all signed up but you didn't realize it until you announced the event and then everybody was grabbing their helis and just mobbing the place yeah
2: it was right up front got to see i'm assuming uh we're working on the uh the video still but i'm assuming there's some good videos some carnage
3: oh buddy <laughs> let me tell you i have a I have a special little humorous section within the video trailer just for the bottle knock. Nice. And I think, now, Ken, did you happen to? Oh, I don't. Was it you that was flying when someone made the comment of, like, are you going to knock that bottle over or mate with it? <laughs>
4: That uh, was probably me because there was one of them where I was doing a dance and I kept, I kept landing on the neck of the bottle, and it, it wouldn't tip. So I, I was trying to, I was trying to push it. and My heli kept going up and down on it, and it's like somebody's like, "What are you trying to do? Make with that thing?" Or, and I'm like, "Give me a minute. I'm working on it." And and yeah, that's. I, I think that was the actual bottle that. Uh, uh, jesse got a really good picture of that i got cockeyed on and i finally did get it because I, I moved up instead of trying to hit it with my skids i i knocked it over with my tail section so jeez, oh, yeah that was fun and 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 the thing about the the bottle knock was it, it was a depth perception tester and uh but fun i'll tell you what there, there no pressure you just go out there you try to knock it down have fun Did anybody? I want everybody to go to the RC Heli Nation Facebook and look at the album and the pictures because there's some bottleneck pictures on there. And there's this heli that's just all out of whack. It's just sideways and the blades are folding up. But there's some rocks. You can tell they knocked the bottle over and they just obliterated it because there's just pebbles all over in the air. <laughs> flying all over. Yeah, oh, we had man. a
1: number of people that destroyed the bottles that hit it with their tail blades. Uh, I mean, you know, we talked to talked on the live show a little bit about the fact that John Johnson brought the Invertix 400 yeah. out, tried to knock it over with that and then proceeded to completely destroy it by tumbling down the runway in an attempt to look cool. It it was, it was a lot of fun.
4: It wow. was fun. And then, you know, after, after all those helis went through and, and, and Toby won that event, I can't remember the time. It was just
1: 34 seconds,
4: 34 seconds. He knocked with a radical.
1: Down. Yeah. It was yep. just, yeah, that's right, dude. He was rocking the gasser.
4: Yeah. Yep. 34 seconds. That was just a really, really awesome time. And then, uh. We went we had to go to the thirty second hover for the next event. Yeah, we did. Because after figuring out how many people we had for the bottleneck, it's like, oh how are we gonna get through this next event? So we, we chopped it in half for a, a thirty second hover, which we uh did down at the the west end of the not Attaxia only not Bay. only did
2: we chop it to thirty second, we set up two stations. Right. Yeah. So that that turned out really well. And that's a fun one. You did that one, didn't you, Ken?
4: Oh yeah, I did that one, and I it was uh, what's that? The Price is Right rules—you can't bust, you can't go over. Right, right, yeah. Closest to Sol. without
2: going over, yeah,
1: yeah. And Reyes yep. won that one, didn't Reyes he? With like twenty nine point six six or oh, six four. Crazy close, yeah. Dude. So it was real close,
2: yeah. And uh, Carter was a close second at like twenty nine point six.
1: Yep, mm-hmm. um, that's right.
2: And I think John Johnson was. Or fourth with uh, 28 9 or something like that. That
3: was cool. You know, those, t- man, I- I'm going to take a second. Those two, uh, Doug and John Johnson, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, that's AKA Pinion. You know, they drove all the way up from Texas. And I, you know, I'm going to go so far as to say that. You meet a lot of people in the hobby, and we've been pretty fortunate to meet and talk with a lot of people, but those two guys, they know how to have fun. I mean, they get it. When they go to an event, they are going to do everything that they can (laughs) to make the best out of that event, regardless of anything that's going on. They just have just a phenomenal
1: positive vibe about them they don't get yeah, down I mean, about shit either
4: no no nick another thing i was i was stationed about a couple of canopies down from uh doug's pickup uh-huh. and and somebody made mention i think it was you dan that that uh, <laughs> they're kind of like the old married couple yeah the oh yeah boy. but but it's so funny because in the middle of their bickering and and fun you know giving each other crap uh people had come up and they'd straighten right up and start talking about <laughs> advice or this or that. And, and, you know, about the bad gas helicopter and, and it just on and on. And and so representing and as soon as, soon as the person walk off, they're right back at kneeling each other again. <laughs> and they're just, they're just really, really fun people to hang out and, uh, to, to meet. And I'm, I'm real thankful they came all the way up and, uh,
2: there's there's mm-hmm. one other good time. there's one other thing I want to mention too. Um, you know it, w- the one thing about those guys, uh, John and Doug, and uh, you know others as well. But you know, let's face it; those two have uh, personalities in the hobby. Uh, you know, yeah. people know who they are, and um, you you get an impression of how a person is based on the 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 exposure you have to them. Um, whether it's through Pinion's videos and seeing him um, do what he does, uh, Doug's posting on forums and, and being involved in the Gasser community like he is. The one thing that I was very pleased about was that person that you kind of get to know on that limited basis. That's the person that shows up at the fun fly. You know what I mean? Yep. That's yep it it's the realness of who they are is they are who they are and there's no there's no perception or pretense behind that and that's very refreshing and i i can't can't thank him enough man for coming all the way from texas i mean it's it was a pleasure absolute pleasure
4: so what was the farthest distance we determined somebody came
2: up from puerto rico Rico. Rico.
1: michael and his wife came up from puerto rico man
3: that's awesome
2: she was struggling and, then, and struggling with the the temperatures in the evening.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was I, Oh I, no, who was it that was complaining about he had to buy pants? Uh the the dude from San
1: Diego.
4: John? Oh, okay. Here here you go. Oh
1: yeah, John. Yep. John, John yep. went John to Walmart Diego, yep. and got
4: pants. <laughs> and and Steve Bunting came up from uh, Laguna Beach, California. Been working with him on R C Fly uh almost year now and uh, got to meet him he was also complaining about gee it gets cold up here in the evening yeah so yeah warm weather dicks (laughs) that's for sure (laughs) so uh tell you a few more people i got to meet i'm going to tell you a little coincidence uh i met an older gentleman his name is dick stilkey got chatting with him kind of a quiet conservative guy till you get to know him found out we grew up in the same hometown in montana
1: yeah i kid you not i kid you not there's a fourth dude from montana
4: (laughs) and and actually i I met another outfit uh from montana and i think you guys are going to get to know these folks pretty well jack and ryan
2: yeah yeah we know jack and uh, totally off topic uh i know jack's going to be listening I hope you're doing good man i hope you're feeling better speedy recovery buddy jack was Try the guy it. jack is was gonna come to urcha with us uh had an accident he was uh, one
1: of our roadies dude. he was oh man and he
2: feels horrible and i kind of feel bad for him too because he was really looking forward to this trip uh but life sometimes jumps up in the way and unfortunately uh that did for jack and uh so recover buddy we're thinking about you Right. yep Good thoughts to you,
1: buddy. Uh, Steady Recovery.
2: But back to the deck.
1: Hey, Nick, those custom charging cases you've been putting together lately are awesome. But what would I do if I thought that was all a little bit too far over my head?
3: Ah, man, I got you. You're going to want to head over to Progressive RC and check out their charging case combos. These bad boys are ready to go right out of the box. And if you change your mind and end up feeling a little bit adventurous, Progressive also has all the accessories needed to build one yourself.
1: Sweet, man. I'm going to head over to www.progressiverc.com today to check out my options.
2: We, I think we talked about Dick at Othello. He came to Othello. Yep. Uh, 72, I think. Seventy four, somewhere yes. In
1: there. Yes, seventy four. I think Dan. Oh, now I remember. Yeah, he just he's started the flying. guy just that started just flying. started flying.
2: Yep. And I got to tell you, he he came he came out to our fun fly, and he, and he didn't bring any helicopters. Um, basically spectating and, and getting to know people. And he he came up to me Sunday morning, and um, probably gave me one of the best compliments that I think that we've gotten in a long time. He's like, you know. I have always been interested in aviation and and he goes he's telling me some stories about that and you know I I di- I didn't want to do planes I wanted something with a little bit of challenge and he said I would I've been looking for a community you know to to help me with this and he said between this fun fly and Othello I've found that community and he said I'm really looking forward to getting involved and I'm going to be bringing my helicopter to the next event and he said and he gave me a $20 bill and he said, I enjoyed it thoroughly. I didn't bring a, a, a heli. I didn't need to register, but I want to kind of pitch in and just, this is my thanks for putting on a, a fantastic event. How cool is that? I mean, no obligation yeah. there. Um, you know, he's got, uh I think, in a line 450 and a Bergen uh, Intrepid, maybe an observer, big electrical mm-hmm. heli or wow. electrical, electric heli.
1: Going the Bergen (laughs) Bergen style with them wires on it.
2: (laughs) He wanted to, uh, (laughs) he told me the story why he ended up with Bergen. He was going to get, when he started shopping around, he wanted to buy USA. You know, he wanted to buy something that was made in the States. And then uh, right when he was getting ready to do that, of course, Man Air was going through its issues. And uh, so that wasn't an option for him. And so he ran across Bergen and he 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 said, I feel like I maybe jumped the gun. And of course, if any of you have ever dealt with Bergen, they're they're good helicopters, but they are a modeler's helicopter. They're not they're not a uh you know, like in a line you can shake the box in certain directions and open it and the helicopter will be built. You know.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you can't do that with a Bergen. There's gonna be a little bit of dremel in here there's going to be a little bit of epoxying here and making your own torque tubes and and um you know it, not necessarily a helicopter for a new person or someone who's never dealt with helicopters before but uh I got him hooked up with uh Jack uh from the at the Othello Fun Fly called Jack and said hey this guy lives right next to you and of course uh Ryan and and Jack have been helping him so he's um he's actually flying so it's awesome
3: sweet
4: yeah dick dick is a is a wonderful person and uh you guys you guys watch him he gives off that air like he's a sweet old man but he's a troublemaker man you got to watch him like a hawk <laughs> him and Ed together yeah
3: <laughs> you know i have to give a big shout out and a thank you to carl i officially flew carl's helicopters more than I flew mine. <laughs> the whole weekend, I got the privilege of flying and helping tune uh Carl's Goblin Gasser. And if you notice, I didn't put it down a lot. <laughs> um it was really neat to just kind of go through it and again, you know, we had the awesome part of a uh, of Doug being Right there to help with the with the gasser portion of it, and you know Carl's flying the SK 540 on there, and boy, I don't know, it was just really neat. I'd never, I had never gotten to spend a lot of time on a gasser, but you know, for me to just slowly keep tuning it and tuning it and getting it dialed in, it was it was really cool. So thank you. And know Carl was like, oh no, I'm just glad that we got it all tuned, and it's like, yeah, but. I feel like I owe him a thank you for, you know, letting me fly his model over and over and a model that flew extremely well at that. I don't think he gives himself enough credit on his build quality. So thanks, man.
1: Yeah. And, and with the sale of your your Goblin, despite all of that awesome gasser time that you got in, you're not going to make our dream come true here.
3: You know. It's not going to be a Goblin Gasser, but you you guys saw the look on my face when I got to listen to and fly Doug's, or I mean, not, not fly, but li- just listen to Doug's fly. That little, little super special, little bit of something, something pipe he had on the side of that sucker gave it a very nice tone. It did um, sound and,
1: really, really good. Unlike Justin's. I agree.
3: Unlike <laughs> Justin's. That's correct. Yeah, the, like, you guys always have right to hate. The
1: air. That's okay though. I was running the cheaper R J X pipe, well, and so you he... know what? No, he was running a modified pipe. He, he His R J X was modified. No, that wasn't a, it was a
3: modified R J X.
1: Yeah, remember he said on the podcast that he and Tom Welch like oh, cut that's right. the back end off of it and popped a couple of new holes and sort of, you know, that sort of a thing right but you liked you liked the sound of the little square pipe that i had that wasn't as bad as the as the yeah
3: well i don't know i don't remember being wowed but i was i was wowed with his i wish Uh, he had
1: busted out the quick draw pipe though
3: yeah i've heard that thing is just an animal but like he said it requires a very special type of pilot to, to fly it and that's See that's tricky because you got to keep it loaded, which I, I, you know, would like to believe I wouldn't have a problem doing. But in order for me to do that comfortably, I would need to tune the flybarless system to how I would want to fly it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and kind of get my feel dialed into it. But still, it was cool. I dug it. I, r- I really enjoyed that. Um. Yeah. Just lots of lots of eye openers this weekend. Absolutely. And K- Carter man Dude, i mean seriously wow. yeah again and all the way from dad, texas all the way from texas that we talent man love our texas listeners and we really appreciate them coming up here kid 14 years old this comes up i had no idea and it
1: was like, out of wasn't nowhere too minute, like Dan? did i did we know he was coming well
2: i yeah, i think it was and um so carter's dad calls uh, or sends me an email about uh, a week week and a half uh before the event, and. And wants to stretch out the legs of his new motorhome. Asked me if there was room for a thirty-five foot, and I said, "Absolutely, man. Plenty of room." I says, "Great." Then we're gonna get ready to come up. So I think it was uh, not necessarily an absolute impromptu decision, but it not, you know, I don't think they had planned on it. Um, uh, maybe a week or or so before they decided to, to come up. So that's a heck of a drive, man. Thirty-five hours, I think Carter told me it took them.
1: Yeah. yeah. Not dissimilar from what Doug and John had to do, very much, so
2: yeah uh it was a pleasure to see that kid fly and 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 aside from that, I mean he's going to be a phenomenal pilot, and if you didn't hear us say it last uh, last episode, get used to that name because you will be hearing it seeing it in the future, yeah if he sticks with it. uh fantastic exactly. But aside from that, what a, what a, I, he's not going to like this, but what a well-behaved kid, right?
1: Yeah. He really was very, very respectful, polite. very polite, very soft-spoken. I mean, not, he,
2: he didn't have a, an, uh, he wasn't full of himself. I mean, he was, nope. yep. he, he was talking with people and uh, quietly until I got and Nick and Carter kind of, uh, they, they bonded a little bit i think yeah uh, we were shooting it yeah fantastic yeah, he, was awesome. he, was
4: a, he was a fun person man
3: that's man that's everything to me yeah and i that, mean that that that's, that's what, the whole package right there that's that's the whole stinking package right there I, I don't we've had some experiences in the past where it's like wow this guy flies awesome holy cow he's a douchebag yeah you know and <laughs> it's just uh to have someone show up so humble and so kind and his His wording was what put a smile on my face. You know, whenever he talked about his helicopters, he, he said, you know, yeah, we've, we've had this, we've had that. And it wasn't, you know, my, 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 I had this, I had that. It was that respect for his dad, you know, that obviously is, you know, kind of funding the whole thing. And so it was, yeah, we tried this and we didn't care for it or this and that. And I just, man, what a, what a big impression that makes.
1: Just stay that way, Carter. There are a lot of people that start yeah. out that way and eventually fall victim to becoming a, a D bag. Always keep yes. in the back of your mind,
2: Carter, if you're listening, and I think you are. Um it's just a toy helicopter. Yep. That's all it is. I mean, there 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 are no platinum albums on the wall and multi million dollar recording deals. And you are not a rock star in this hobby, if you follow my drift there. Just remember that. I don't think you're going to have any problems with that. I think uh, I think you got a good foundation. There's no question in my mind about that. But moving right along, um, so we had our, our two uh, kind of all skill level competitions. Wasn't really a lot yeah. of interest in the uh, auto rotation, so we kind of bypassed that one. And then, well
4: yeah and, and there there were a lot of people that were were stacked up for that one too but didn't didn't we elect to go to the speed I, I don't know what you call it I don't know the technical term
1: um, yeah well a little a little, a little something a about the a little something about the auto contest I mean if you fly with us in the Pacific Northwest you pretty much know that uh one of our buddies Daniel is always going to enter every auto contest and is always going to win every auto contest he's
3: only lost
1: once that i've seen. he in and that fact was to you, he lost it? last year no. at our event to rob clark that's right okay and there's a this disclaimer guy, there's
2: a disclaimer to that though as well that was right when he had switched over to fly bar list so he was just getting used to that oh, right autoing. good point so, dan hmm.
1: good point but but Daniel's one of those guys who will spend an entire flight pack, seven, eight, nine, ten minutes just doing autos. And, you know, I pointed him out to a couple of people that were coming up to the main tent to hang out and chat every time he was up front and center doing autos. I say, OK, you see this guy right here? Just watch. He's going to put the heli in that same exact spot every single time. And I'm not talking about like a two-foot circle. I'm talking about like the skid crosses the crack in the asphalt at the exact same orientation (laughs) every freaking landing. (laughs) It's that amazing. So Mm -hmm. when when we came time to do the auto competition, we looked at the sign-up sheet, and it was like the four of us and Daniel. (laughs) So we're like, all right. He wins. It's, you know, <laughs> let's just move on. Yeah.
4: And, and what we moved on to was the, the speed event. Yeah. And uh, that, that took a little setting up. Uh, a couple of pylons out there with some distance on the uh, east end of the taxiway. But once it, once it was all set up, we thought we had a pretty good gap there. And when we started timing those laps or whatever we call them those runs
1: man they were quick yeah Yeah, so the the way uh, again we we sort of mentioned it on the live show was it was somewhat of an impromptu thing we knew that there were people that had expressed interest previously in doing a speed type competition not a drag race guys we're talking like an actual fai style speed runs so left to right runs and right to left runs you do Two each, in this case, we chose to do two each, and then take the best of each direction and average that, and that's what got you your time or your speed. This was over a 250-foot course separated by two pylons that Barron's uh, had out there for some plank pylon racing, and you know, it was just to get people out there and to give it a try. It was nothing crazy or official. We did get a pretty decent timing setup going, and And after the fact, we verified the timing with some measurements on my GPS system when I did a run on the Goblin Speed. And actually, we're pretty darn close within a few miles per hour. So it started out with maybe two people. And before you know it, we had I I can't even remember what we had. Easily 10 people compete in that.
4: Oh, easily. Mm -hmm. So we split
1: it up into sort of 700 and above size and 600 and below. And there was a pretty decent number in each. And it was a lot of fun. I I really liked it because, you know me, I, I've been nerding out a lot about the speed thing. And I feel like it's kind of cool to see that other people are nerding out with me and, and taking some interest. And after the fact, I got a couple of people come by and say, you know what? I could see myself doing the speed thing.
2: They carry most of your favorite major brand names. Rotary Wing RC. Batteries, blades, chargers, electronics, flybarless controllers, complete helicopter kits, parts and tools. Coming soon, Contronic ESCs. Rotary Wing RC. Great customer service, and if they don't have it, give them a call. Check back often, as their website is constantly being updated. Rotary Wing RC. Keeping you airborne. Look them up today at www.rotarywingrc.com.
3: You know what I got the biggest kick out of was uh, watching watching everyone with the little helis. That what you know what people don't realize they think oh I just need to run a bunch of head speed and a bunch of pitch but there is a completely different tuning aspect for it as far as flybarless tuning. So you got all the guys in the five hundred class out there and they drop it into like this big huge you know big huge uh stall turn they come hauling us in and then about halfway through the course all of a sudden it just whoa! the heli pitches up really bad, yeah. bad yes. and they're over there like what the what the heck is this and we're laughing because i've seen justin do it when he was learning you know so i knew what to expect and it was it was just neat because it it took that nervous competition and it lightened the mood and got everyone laughing because you know it just it was fun
1: yep and we had a bit of a pre-competition chat amongst all of the competing pilots to say hey guys just a heads up this is different than your 3d world you want to tune the tail gain down a little you want to tune the head gain down go out and do some practice runs so for an hour or two before the actual event we had a bunch of people out there just running back and forth really fast with the helis to get everything tuned up
4: that was neat it was neat to see it was a it was an eye-opener to those of us that have not been exposed to that and i've heard you talk about your your speed heli but i've I've never seen it it was real cool to see in
1: action
2: how'd you fare Justin?
1: how did i fare yeah in terms of speed
2: in terms of uh the competition did you win
1: Oh, yeah, I won, but I wasn't competing. I went last. <laughs> we had some good good numbers, though. It was interesting to see the differences in pilots and, and uh, you know, heli sizes. But I think the top speed that we clocked based on our timing method was right around 85 or 90 miles an hour on helis that really were not in any way tuned for speed. We're not running crazy head speeds. Just your standard 3D heli. You know, T-Rex 600, 550. Uh, yeah. Tomas had a T-Rex 500, an old school 500 there.
3: That he did actually
1: pretty darn good. He right? really did. Absolutely.
3: So we completed that
2: competition and that uh, concluded the, the competitions. Uh, fantastic turnout. As we expected based on results from the previous year, the participation was phenomenal. And that's just not something we see a whole lot of up here in the Northwest, which is, is a different aspect to our fun fly for sure. But the part of the the fun fly that I generally always look forward to com- comes next. And I got to tell you, I love doing the live shows. I say it every time we get to go do one. Um, it's just a lot of fun to, you know, and of course we don't really need to talk a whole lot about it because y'all listened to it last week. But uh, when you get that, that live feedback from, uh listeners that are there uh laughing with you laughing at you it's just a lot of fun a lot of fun and uh, i could do one of those well i don't want
1: to say every week but i was going to say <laughs> every weekend uh <laughs> that would be not, a lot of work but it's a lot of fun i agree dan uh, let me tell you
4: from the from the audience perspective um to set the stage a little bit there's a little gas fire pit out there and everybody grabs a chair gets in front of the the, the setup there and you've got all four of you and the music cranks out and you, you feel like you're at this concert <laughs> and uh then then the podcast begins and it's like yeah this this i, I know this Feels It's familiar. it's cool yeah yeah and uh, you sit back, you listen, and they're, they're interacting with the audience. And George was giving a thumbs up at the start of the deal. Turn the volume up. Everybody's like, does he like us? Or what's he want? <laughs> What's he doing okay. out there? Well, yeah. We're cool. And uh, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Uh, the, the people that you meet out there. Uh, we we got to talk real quick about uh, Phil.
2: Oh, yeah. The hot apple
4: pie guy.
3: Yeah. Phil got his... uh. He was working that weekend. He was having a good time. Yeah, he was. I he mean, was. Just, everyone was just, yeah, I he don't was. know. He It's hard to and put in
4: words. He, he loves his new hat. Yeah. It's, that's awesome.
1: Oh, he is so proud of that hat.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, and you know what? As he should be. Yeah. <laughs> He's earned that one. Yeah. He sure for, for
4: those that uh, that are listening, he, he got the RC Heli Nation version 2 black hat with, uh, instead of his uh, citizen number on the back. It says, "What does it say?" The hot apple pie guy. Hot
1: apple pie guy. Yeah, that's it, that's right? And that's cool.
4: he he was grinning from ear to ear because man, that was that was so awesome. But yeah, I don't drink, but I got to tell you, I did sample the hot apple pie, and uh, very nice, very, very nice. warm and tasty. And I can I can see how you'd uh,
3: it'll really wreck enjoy you. that. It'll wreck you. Yeah, it it'll really wreck good. you. It's 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 you know. When you throw the transmitters down for the evening, it's the perfect thing to, to top a good good event. Absolutely.
1: The other thing I want to point out talking about people and how awesome people are, you guys may have noticed from the live show, and you certainly noticed if you were there, that I had caught myself a pretty nasty cold that weekend. And in fact, it's so nasty <laughs> that I'm still sort of kind of getting over it right now over two weeks later. The uh the amount of support that I got from people in terms of hey, you wanna you want Alka Seltzer? Do you need this? Do you need that? It was really awesome. And in fact, Ken, my main man Ken here offered <laughs> me probably two or three packages full of Alka Seltzer tablets, which was awesome. I was popping those things regularly, and you're right, dude, they work a lot better than NyQuil and DayQuil hey,
4: buddy, I survived a military career on him because I I couldn't take anything that made you drowsy. And I knew you had to have your wits about you go out and fly and do a a live podcast. So got to take care of you, man.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I do appreciate it. And and, you know, it was one of those things where we talked about me coming to Dieter's a day or two before. And it's the first morning I wake up at Dieter's place after getting there. And I I know I'm getting sick. I got the sore throat, nose is stuffy, got a headache. And I'm thinking, oh, no, yeah. This is going to be a horrible weekend. And with the excitement and the friendship and the fun and everything that was going on, dude, I just worked right through it. Didn't bother me one freaking bit. It was just a blast.
4: Yeah. Excellent.
2: So I want to, we're going to kind of wrap up, but uh, we, you know, we got to, there's a few, few people and a few uh, companies that we, we really need to spend a little bit of time talking about. Um, You know, first of all, we can't thank Ken from lower heli enough for making the trek out and supporting us and everyone else who came uh, with parts support. Yep, I mean, that's, that's huge. It makes a world of difference. And, um, uh, you know, we got to support those, those that support the nation. And Ken's a good guy. If you have an aligned part, stuff like that, definitely, uh, look him up. Uh, of course we can't forget about progressive RC, Uh, David Progressive donated a charger case. Um, You know, and that support helped us put on the event that turned out so well. MKS Servos as well. A huge thank you to those guys that uh, were the premier sponsors for the event. I personally want to just mention a few people, you know, there's so many that uh, first of all, everybody that came, uh, you know, but, you know, we got the guys like Dieter and Michael and uh, Keith freaking Morris and and all these guys that come from so far away and are just willing to do whatever we need. And it's just it's uh it makes putting on an event like that so much easier. John from California and Al and all Roger those guys. R- Roger. I mean, there's there's so many of you. Jack and Larry, and, yeah, Larry Schroeder. God, God. yeah. Uh, Larry helped with the lights in the big way and and um, so did Scott um, you know it just means a lot to to when we do that to sh- the listeners that show up that just are eager to help in any way they can and it it makes putting on an event you know we got to thank um, all those guys uh, Soko Heli tools you guys are gonna have to help me out here.
1: Let's see, Mikado USA, right. Soko Heli Tools, uh, BK Servos, Random Heli, Bavarian Demon, Scorpion Power Systems, Gas Powered Helicopters, RC Fly, Yeah, Horizon Hobby, MD Helicopters, Expert Servos, Uh Chris Treby,
2: Absolutely, Chris, Treby. Absolutely. Chris Treby.
1: I mean Chris Treby. There's the company name right there. He donated the Goblin Five Hundred to us, which yeah. was amazing. That's the that's the kit that we gave away for the Nightfly competition. Who else am I missing here?
3: I think that's it. I, I
1: think, think that's it because that I right? just walked through the list of the known and confirmed things okay. for mm-hmm. for the giveaways.
2: So we have to take a little bit of time and, and say thank you again to all of these companies individuals that did donate to help the raffle that went fantastic i think everybody got something um tons of good stuff to give away and that just makes it a heck of a lot of fun
1: i do and most people (laughs) got more than one thing because after we went through the pilots raffle once there was a bunch of stuff left and we just started handing stuff out to people yeah you know the other the other mention i quick or quickly want to make here dan With regard to the pilots raffle, you know, I saw a number of people that got their numbers called early and they went up there when the table was still filled with some really nice stuff. Right. Some good, high quality, expensive things, servos, kits, charging cases. And they looked at all over. And instead of making the decision based on, hey, I could take this really expensive item and turn around and sell it. They didn't need it. They had no need for that for their helis or their fleet. They picked up a hat or a set of stickers or something like that. And I think that's really awesome. And it also goes to show the kind of people that are are coming to the event and that are a part of the nation. Yeah.
2: It was a lot of fun. Look forward to next year. It's going to be even better. Um, let's see, you know, there's one thing I need to mention guys. And I, I, yeah, man, I really feel like I dropped the ball and I actually owe, uh, some of our listeners an apology because I, I actually got contacted. So what I, what I want to apologize uh, to our Australian listeners, and I really do feel bad about this and, and, uh, certainly we didn't, well, I didn't mean to, cause I'm the one that said I would do it, uh, kind of a somber note. Uh, our friends in Australia lost, uh, one of their flying buddies a few weeks ago, Jason Rowe. He was a very active member of the heli scene down in the Australian area. And, um, you know, a lot of guys got in touch with me, uh, wanted me to make a mention a few weeks ago and I straight up dropped the ball. I completely, uh, forgot about it. Um, and we I knew about it at our fun fly but at the time it just didn't feel right to bring that up so I just wanted to apologize to all you guys down there in Australia uh, and just make that mention for you this week Um, it's always always sucks when we lose a respected member of our community sorry for your loss guys and uh, again I apologize for not bringing that up sooner
4: thoughts are with you now
2: Um, on that note, I think maybe we should probably buzz on out of here. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about before we head out?
3: Uh, yeah, I do want to mention that we still have shirts. Uh, the new ones. White and black. And, white and black. I We don't have the white ones up there. Uh, hopefully by the time you hear this, I will get a graphic up and we'll get a link up so that you can order that. If you do go up there and you don't see it, Please just put a
1: note. That work? And that will work. Yeah, and don't eat chili, especially Dan's chili, with your white shirt. Because I put my white <laughs> shirt on, and within about 35 minutes, I had chili all over it, and it was now stained. <laughs> ah, yes. I'm glad,
2: I'm glad you went there with that instead of somewhere else. I, I was thinking bad <laughs> thoughts there. Uh,
1: yeah. yeah, I, I was going to keep it clean
2: we do have white and black. We no longer have any extra large black. I believe there's a couple, um, whites and we do have one or two of the, of the extreme ends, uh, mediums and, and for XL. Uh, so, you know, don't just hit me up and, um, wanted to make mention to all of our, uh, listeners across the other side of the world that have ordered shirts. Um, those have gone out, you know, some of the fact is sometimes it takes a long time and I'll be getting caught up uh, tomorrow with the orders that came in this week. So they should be coming out soon. And on that note, I've been getting a few emails about the citizen cards. We do have them. we've been exceptionally busy uh, and recovering from uh, the fun fly. And uh, the following weekend was, uh, of course, as we mentioned, 4th of July, Uh, we will be getting those out soon. Uh, Bear with us on that. They'll, they'll be coming out again. It, it you know those of you who went to the Fun Fly got them. They're really cool. I must admit, uh, it it still does you know although you don't physically have the card, it you know you you're not going to be missing out on anything. Uh, but we will get those out to you as soon as we can, hopefully in the next week or two.
1: You know my my wife gave me a hard time because when I got back, she's like, "Where is my citizen card? Did you forget it? Yeah, I oh, didn't even geez. think about it." Oh, so now wow. you get to you get to mail her her <laughs> citizen card. <laughs> oh. Bad boy.
2: Let's see. I think that uh that's about it, I guess. Uh maybe we should do some emails. Nick, if I wanted to get in touch with you, how would I do that?
3: Ah, you would most certainly shoot me an email at Nick at com. Justin?
1: You could send me an email at Justin at com. And remember, my spam filter sucks, so if you don't hear from me soon, do it again. <laughs> Actually, just send me a Facebook message if you guys are on Facebook. If you're not, I understand, send me an email, but that's a really easy and quick way to communicate.
2: Uh, the slacker that's not here this week, Jesse, you can reach him at jesse at com. Ken, if for some strange unknown reason someone actually wanted to email you how would they uh, how would they get in touch with you
4: well you can reach me at k salaway that's s-a-l-o-i-s at
2: rcfly.org excellent um dan i
3: forgot something what'd you forget and it's very important okay. we need to say huge huge thank you to two awesome companies uh kde direct has decided to help support us for another year. So thank you KDE. We really appreciate that. It means a lot to us. It's fantastic to uh you know, keep that Northwest love going. And someone that I've been talking to and um you know, couldn't be any happier to not only help help them support their business, but the, you know, they make fantastic products, FMA Direct. So thank you very much FMA. Um, I've had fantastic luck with mine, but they decided to jump aboard and help support the nation. We really appreciate that. So thanks, guys.
2: Excellent. All right, guys. Well, this has been episode 145. Can you guys, man, wrap your head around that for a minute?
1: Oh, dude, that means that I've officially been on for 100 episodes. Because I started on 44.
2: You're a century old. (laughs) 100 shows old dang yeah anyway this has been episode 145 we sure hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we've enjoyed making it have a good week guys we'll see you next monday
3: adio
1: see you later take it easy guys
4: this has been a production of rc heli nation llc and is brought to you by kde direct soco heli tools Progressive RC, Gen Z's Batteries, Blade Helicopters, BK Servos, and Rotary Wing RC. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please feel free to send us an email.